Alrighty, this is the Prevalent Evil Contagion, the show where we discuss everything related to Resident Evil. I'm your host, Renegade Operative, and today we will be talking about the Separate Ways DLC that came out for RE4 Remake. I'm going to go down the list and introduce my panelists. First, we have AK Austin. Hello, hello. I am AK Austin. I think it's been a minute since I've been here, so pretty excited to talk about probably one of Resident Evil's best DLC in a while. Next up is Shadow. Yeah, how are you folks? Hope you're well. It's been pretty wild on my end. Uh, I was in North Carolina for a week, slumming to Jimmy Donaldson, um, then got back and got sick. Perfect, really. Preparation for a podcast. But we're here. I know how you feel. It might not sound like I'm sick, but I'm actually sick too. And another panelist is sick, so we're all catching the bug or the lost plaga, so to speak. Next up is Brandon. Uh, hi. I'm guess I'm the normal person here not getting sick. Yeah, normal, he says. Yeah, right. It'll come for hey, you. It's not like a skill issue, bro. Oh, your your body's a skill issue. Your brain's a skill issue. No, I'm kidding. Uh, All right, you're right the last one. No, no, sir. You shut up. Shut that mouth. Uh, next up is Claire. Hi. Hi. How's it going? This is a first time podcast for you. Yeah, I've actually never been in one before. Uh don't worry. We're all crazy. You get used to it after some time. <laughs> Next up is Ender Lucian. Uh, glad to be back. It's been a while. I think the last podcast I was in was the Crisis Core one. So that was a while back, I think. So yeah, glad to be back. Glad to have you, man. And also happy birthday to you because I know your birthday like just passed. I saw that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> and I put myself through some professional pain <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> well, we have uh, someone else yeah. who experienced that. Uh, Tolkien, introduce yourself. Hi, um, I am glad to be back. I think the last discussion podcast I was on was probably the one about Resident Evil for when it dropped several months ago. So I'm excited to be back and talk about the DLC now. And our last guest here is Gaming Fan. Gaming Fan, introduce yourself. The Yeatmeister himself. <laughs> uh, this is also my first podcast. I've never been on one either, but I'm very excited to talk about it. All right, and we're going to start the first question. So after playing the new Separate Ways DLC, what is your overall sentiment and opinion on things that this DLC got right and wrong, only from a gameplay perspective? Austin, you go first. Alrighty. Um, First off, I don't have the document, so it's going to be a little bit hard to keep my thoughts incoherent about the topic. If you can pitch that to me in the middle of as I speak, that'd be nice. But um, overall, I really, really enjoyed this DLC. It was uh, pretty, pretty spectacular in many ways. I would say it's overall uh, better than the original by by far, by many degrees and bounds. I think. Uh, yeah, uh, just to keep it concise, I think uh, it got basically what it's exactly what I thought it should have been, which is a alternate campaign to Resident Evil 4 remake. I think they did that pretty spectacularly. I think added what they added to like the beginning and to like the ending, and just adding like little details here and there for Ada's storyline and 
of course, Wesker's inclusion being a lot more different than what we remembered and expected, but it was a very welcoming surprise. Uh, only from a gameplay perspective, I would say adding the fact that you can use her grappling gun a lot more in combat and just traversal, which was very fun and very cool. The animations were kind of insanely sick, even though sometimes they would be a little bit buggy. Uh, the I think the only gripe I have it I had where is that um I felt like a lot of her melee was a little buggy. Some of her attacks just did not connect or hit, as well as some other characters. That's just how I felt in experience. But I think uh, for overall, the DLC was a very good step up from other DLCs in the past, and just taking what was essentially a like four to five hour campaign with you know just a different side of Resident Evil 4 and turning it into like almost like a six to eight hour campaign with a lot of new features and just approving upon the original in many ways. So yeah, uh yeah, pretty good and uh I'll let uh the next person take over. I'll be Shadow. It was fine. Um it, no there's more to that obviously. Um it's always a little tricky for me because obviously I talked a lot about my thoughts on Resident Evil 4, the, the base game, and how, like, te- from a technical standpoint, obviously it's very, very well put together. But my issue with it was, you know, I, I felt that some of the soul in the game was a bit lacking. I felt they could have definitely delved a lot more and kind of, it, it could have expressed self more. And so it was just a very rigid, very solid, and very well put together game. Um, I think this DLC did a decent job of. I think addressing some of that, um, obviously getting lots of Lewis in is great because Lewis is great and they obviously knew he was going to be great. So letting him be kind of, I don't know if I'd say cornerstone of the DLC, but a big part of it obviously makes a, a, a ton of sense. Um, and the DLC, you know, it had some holes to fill from the main game, a few plot threads that were kind of left unexplored, you know, the opportunity to, you know, a bit of few callbacks for the, the original game um, while introducing new stuff. It makes total logical sense, really. Um, and it, it ticked all the boxes. I thought it played pretty solidly. It wasn't too long. I don't think it overstayed its welcome. Um, you know, just was a pretty solid, you know, time and ex- exploration of a, a game that's already pretty, pretty decently. Um... I don't know if I'd quite go as far. It, it's difficult. Like a lot of people hold the original separate ways in a degree of revealment as the golden age of like having additional content to games but not having to pay for them, which of course is a, a completely different universe than we live in nowadays, and that's what it is. And we'll get into that discussion later on. But I, I think it did everything it needed to be. It didn't need to be this absolutely blow away experience it didn't need to like revolutionize survival horror thing like that it was a very solid well put together compliment um that played solid had some fun fights um and just kind of tried to bring a little bit of uh 21st century uh to a game and kind of bring in stuff that played decently well enough 20 years ago but obviously when you get stuff like you know, the grapple hook yeah you're gonna have that sort of thing it makes sense you'd be noted to to, to not miss of it um I don't think I was like completely blown away with it, but I thought it did a lot of nice stuff. I'm I'm glad that they delved into the kind of hallucination stuff, which I had pitched them to do in the base game, and they didn't. But they ended up doing it for the DLC in the end. So 
I guess let Capcom have a pass of it. But uh, no, I enjoyed it. It was a good spin. I didn't get a chance to play it a second time, unfortunately. It had to be one and done for me. Um, but bar like um, a bit of a, I think an erroneous section with like Lewis and the fire and stuff. And it was like, it seemed a bit out of nowhere. I don't have too much to complain about. Player, it is your turn. What do you think of the RE4 Separate Ways DLC? Oh, yeah, you, Brandon. I forgot. I forgot you were there, sir. So Disrespected, my boy. Well, you know, that's common. So, Brandon, it's your turn. What do you think of the DLC? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, from a, it's only from a gameplay perspective, right? Overall, though, I actually did enjoy my time with it. But I'm not in the camp of it being significantly better or a lot better than the original. Now, there are aspects of new separate ways that are kind of knock it down cover notches. But ignoring that, if you don't compare it to the original, I, I really enjoyed my time with it. It was a nice different take on the um on the campaign. And it's interesting to see a new side of Ada that we didn't necessarily see before, at least until Resident Evil 6 per se. But here though, Ada definitely feels like a whole character and like I, I enjoy his take on it. Not my personal favorite take on Ada, but I do enjoy it overall. Now, the gameplay though, like, it was actually really good, but it has some quirks that unfortunately are common in Resident Evil 4, so she inherited those issues. But the mechanics that are unique to her, like the grappling hook or her shotgun in particular, absolutely love it. The only sin that I have truly that hurts it is that it's too short. I want another chapter because I have so much fun playing as either. But, uh, as far as being the best DLC, I agree. We had this best DLC we had in a long time, especially since when you compare it to Resident Evil 5. I think those two DLCs for that game are like the gold standard and make a good DLC. That later games um, were basically our hit or miss in, in that department, as far as there's no quality DLCs. And um, I'm finished. All right, Claire, you can go next. I haven't actually played the game, but from what I've seen is I do like it and I have to agree that it is cool seeing Lewis more and getting to know his character because, you know, I feel like that I didn't really know a whole lot about him and I haven't seen the original game, like the original one for it yet. So um, I've seen bits and pieces, but also like with Ada's grappling hook, I do agree. I really like the fact that you can actually see it more, and it does a bit more. Sorry, not the best with explaining things. But overall, I think the game is really good, and I think they really did good with the character story, the backgrounds, and all that stuff. So I'm done. So, Enderlin, it's your turn. Alrighty, so uh, for me, when it came to a gameplay perspective, I had uh, tons of fun playing Zeta, actually. Just like in the original, her combat attacks after an enemy was stunned, I really loved them, they were really cool. I loved how she uses the hookshot on enemies much further away, so it makes things so much easier. With Leon, you basically had to run up to an enemy and kick them, suplex them, do whatever. And then, uh... After getting the Ada charm, it was fun grappling shields away from enemies. So overall, I had fun and no complaints, though when it came to a gameplay perspective from professional, yeah, Stagger is just crazy. 
Yeah, tons of stagger. Anyways, insert Tolkien. Uh, but yeah, I pretty much agree with what was said above. Um, I did enjoy the DLC for what it was. Um, I actually had to go back earlier today and uh, kind of do a quick glimpse through the old separate ways because it's been so many years since I played it. I was like, I can't even remember what was in it, what was same, what was different, which is a, a whole nother question. But um, I did enjoy it. Uh, I liked the charm as well, where you got to grapple hook the shields away from enemies. Your animations are really nice. Um, I enjoyed having Lewis more in it and the story I thought was well put together, but I too had some issues playing, going from standard to professional. Um, I'll probably explain more later, but the stagger was atrocious in professional as well as some, uh, things that were going on when you're in the middle of an animation, I had some massive issue with. But other than that, I did enjoy the DLC. I have one more trophy to get. I'm hoping to get it this week, and then it's plat again. But, Ren, go on. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really hate a lot about this DLC or had any gripes, if anything, which is the next question. There is stuff in the original Separate Ways campaign that I really, really hate it. Uh, There's one area in particular I'm going to talk about, but uh, the fact that it's not in this game kind of boarded up a point for me. Uh, I think that the combat is fine, the gameplay was fine for the most part, but since it is an extension of RE4, in comes the problems with being stun locked to death, which they didn't fix. I, I was hoping they would balance that out and maybe make it less... BS, but unfortunately it still exists where you get grabbed, another guy hits you, you, you get hit again, and then you're dead. Um, it's, I, I liked everything they added to it. it. Some people say, oh, they just relatively rushed it out. And uh, I don't think that's the case because it seems like the level design and the stuff that comes with it, it is, you know, coherent to an extent uh, there are some parts that's like okay well i i wish this part would end quicker or stuff like that but overall it's like very very minor nitpicks in certain areas and i had a lot of fun of uh, just messing around with ada using her uh, eagle vision weird eye to um search around in the environment and then find stuff and it, it, it seems like our gameplay you do go through a redux of areas leon has been through surely but is different places or areas or stuff that suits her sort of spy espionage gameplay and i, I kind of like that in the beginning it's like this whole little james bond theme playing in the background i thought that was a little bit like a nice homage there to her being a spy uh so i like that bit a whole lot and uh, my gripes are very minuscule as i said it's just with the mechanics of re4 comes the bs with it which is stone lock stone lock dead and that kind of happens a lot in, in the DLC, especially in the room with the Garador. And uh, I, I got the business in that room <laughs> when it happened. But uh, that's my opinions on this question so far. I will move the baton to Gaming Fan. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, I, I thought this DLC was fantastic, honestly. Like, the perfect extension from the original game that I don't think the original Separate Ways was. I, I liked the original, but I had no reason to play it again, whereas this one gave me so many opportunities to replay it. And just giving Ada her own gameplay style and identity was such an important thing for me, because 
original basically didn't have that, but this one 100% improved on that with the grapple hook, ripping away the shield, but also the crossbow. And uh, even though I can't stun Locke's uh, Saddler with it, but <laughs> it was still really fun to use. Uh, basically acting as sort of like a weaker explosion than the original crossbow, but still one of my favorites. I really like it. And even though the um, levels are a little repetitive, there's enough new there to where I didn't mind really at all. But the biggest thing also is that this was treated as an actual campaign extension. Like, the original Separate Ways, there were so many features taken away from you, but they were kind of given back in this new one, which I think justifies a lot. But you have, like, the merchant actually giving you upgrades. The side quests are still here. You still have more unlockable attaché cases, charms, the treasures to find and combine. Like, everything brought from the base campaign was brought over to this just for more. It's just more in general. And that's why I really love this campaign. And the stun locking thing, I've actually not had too much experience with that. Uh, there is that room that uh, Ren mentioned that, yeah, that, <laughs> that room could get pretty bad. But overall, I think maybe one time I got stun locked to death. And... It was annoying, yes, and I have not played on Professional, so I will not comment on that, but overall, I don't really have any issues. It's all nitpick stuff, to be honest. Like, I still don't completely understand why we only have one shotgun, two rifles, and a single SMG, and three pistols. Like, I understand it's just a campaign, but that was the, that was a problem in the original, and they just kind of brought it back for some reason. I don't hate it because it's less to manage, but it's the same with body armor. It's kind of like why was it taken? Like, it kind of makes sense a little bit, but the why just kind of hits you weird. As far as gameplay is concerned, I think frame rate, thanks to Denuo, is an important uh, thing to complain about. I My PC is not perfect, and Denuvo was definitely not helping, but that's pretty much everything I've got on it, so back to Ren for the next topic. All right, we're going to move on to question number two. Uh, how do you feel about segments of the game compared to the original if you play the original OG separate ways? The question is especially interesting if you take things into consideration with what they cut and with what they added with the original back and forth. Uh, what did you like more or less? Austin, you go first. Okay, so... I've played the OG Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways campaign a bunch of times. Like, a lot. Almost the, the same amount of times I've played the original, which is a lot as well. But in comparison to the remake and the original, I'll start with what they added. They added a brand new beginning chapter, which is a prelude to the original <laughs> Separate Ways that even then starts even a little bit in a prelude to even before you even get to that point. They add in an original chapter that shows her rescuing Lewis. And the progression of their, like, of their dialogue to her pretty much having a Mr. X character in the game, which is U3, is insane to me. Like, what do we do in order to make Ada's campaign still similar, but a breath of fresh air? Oh, let's give her a Mr. X in the form of U3. That shit was insanely awesome. And they did a bunch of callbacks to, to like, Resident Evil 2, to even Resident Evil uh, uh, 3.5 or whatever, the Hookman uh, demo, which was really sick with U3. Uh, they pretty much added in the things that they cut from Leon's campaign, quote-unquote cut, 
they just reused the ideas for Ada's, which I felt like gave it just gave her campaign a little bit more like um like flair instead of like oh it's one linear thing and you get from point A to point B. Like no, we're gonna give you some unique little either boss fights that Leon doesn't fight or little sections that Leon didn't get to have in the remake that Ada has because we either they didn't have the time or they just wanted to recycle the ideas. Who knows? But what they did re-add into this game and also added differently, which is, you know, with the laser room, they added a unique little monster that appears or that's supposed to give you a little fright, even though it was kind of used very short. It was a cool idea that I wish that was maybe expanded upon and given a bit bigger section, but what we got was still pretty good. I think that the cut the i think the only cut content was like some dialogue that in the original with leon and ada had or some ada moments was kind of cut like her versus krauser which to be honest i thought was a little bit kind of rushed in the original in my opinion it felt kind of forced to like oh yeah he's there like oh i hate you ada like i'm going crazy and ada's like all right i'm gonna put you down for good uh i think the other cut thing is you know Leon strangling Ada. We never got that, which is, you know, a little... Like, oh, Leon's just going a little... You know, going to the dark side of the force, essentially, with the Plaga. I, however, think that the stuff that they... Excuse me. The stuff that they continue to, like, leave out of the entire experience, it's... For some people, it's a gripe. For some people, they're like, oh, thank God. And some people, like, oh, I didn't really care either way. I thought it was okay, and I didn't like it either. Uh, I think personally for me, I would have really liked the uh, um, what you call it, uh, the prelude to the U3 fight, just done better. I think the idea is cool. I think the execution in the original is kind of like, oh, it's either dodge or lose a ton of health in the original. And I'm kind of glad that they kind of shifted towards like, oh, here's a big boss fight. Here's two fights, and the boss fights themselves are kind of cool. I think they're a little bit better unless, you know, oh, just run away, blah, blah, blah. They give you the mechanics, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like there's a lot of cool island bits that Leon didn't get to explore that Ada does, which is like, you know, dealing with some sentry turns. Even though people had gripes with the whole automatic turrets, I think they did it a little bit better in Ada's. Overall, I think what they cut from the game is a... It, it doesn't need to be in the game to be a full experience or to be a complete Resident Evil 4 remake. I think they cut just enough to be okay with it and added some originality to make it a little bit more fresh. Uh, yeah, I personally think the stuff that was added and that was cut, I think it was fine. I enjoyed what they did with it. I don't mind what they cut. So uh, I'll let uh, Shadow take over for now. I do think the DLC probably benefited on a pacing front uh, more than the, the main campaign because it was, it was effectively you take Resident Evil 4, you kind of summarize it in about like four or six hours um, and it means that everything in the DLC has to kind of be more impactful in a way. There's not really a lot of room for uh, a lot of fat on the sides. It was a criticism I had of the original game that I do think at times the game kind of just meandered a bit and it was kind of like not like you were spinning your wheels, but there were definitely occasions to me where I felt like, you know, some of it was optional, some of it admittedly wasn't, but there was it just felt like the, you were just kind of, just just kind of 
not really making that much progress. Um, the, the Del Lago River, for example, you could spend forever there just going around doing kind of random stuff. Um, you know, so I do think this game definitely benefited a lot from that, just being a much more condensed form. Um, and, and forcing you to kind of, you know, cover a, a lot of ground and a lot of different areas and a lot of different things in not a particularly large amount of time. Um, I would definitely say as well that obviously, like, there, there was some nods, obviously, the base game, you know, Verdugo uh, and you free Spoilers, by the way. Uh, I don't know if that's been mentioned yet. Um, yeah, definitely. It was, it was a nice touch. Uh, obviously, it was one of several things that was noted was missing from the original because, of course, people are going to write down every single thing that was missing from the original because there's obviously a lot of notable things. Um, you know, and it's a nice way to kind of tie it back into the game but not be something that's, like, on the main front. And, you know, obviously there were some things missing from the main game like that. And then, obviously, stuff like the um, the gondola ride uh the laser room that sort of thing um you know people want oh that, that's not the main game well that's because they had it as kind of nods in the uh in the dlc and that's fine like you don't have to do a remake step for step like there's absolutely no reason to do it and you shouldn't do it you should kind of like acknowledge what came before and use what you want and if there's stuff that doesn't really quite fit in you know throw it in for the side story i think that's totally fine um and i think that's again i think that kind of benefited the gamers a lot um other things i won't get into the story too much here because i know we've got that later on there's obviously some pretty significant story changes they brought on for the dlc which some of it makes sense some of it you probably should do and some of it doesn't surprise me even though the, they first killed the guy off 15 years ago and they still continue to find ways to bring him to every game they can physically think of uh but yeah definitely as i say again like having lewis in um definitely made for a better experience um you know even obviously ada is you know this lone operative but you know uh, the devs knew that they had something really good with lewis and unfortunately i think his use in the main game was a little more limited than maybe they could have done with uh, i know when i spoke about like every time lewis was on camera it just felt like the game it just had a nice sort of fresh air to it which it didn't retain particularly well when it wasn't. It was just kind of Leon in some rain, kind of moody and grimy and all super serious. And, you know, obviously Lewis is, uh, was, a, was a nice change of pace for that. So having him definitely involved a lot more makes uh, a ton of sense. So, you know, I, I think the changes they made were fine. Um, I don't think they had to have everything. Obviously, there's some definite things I want to talk plot-wise, but I'll leave this for later on um but yeah i think obviously the inclusions of some of the uh the stuff from the original game um yeah made total sense to me brandon um all right how i feel compared to original about a few seconds um it's kind of how i feel like about the remake in general like certain areas i'd like more others i really didn't but um what i necessarily take issue with simple ways picture how the community sentiment is they are saying that you know the new the new version of the, of the campaign is more original than well the original um, version of RE4, which I strongly disagree with that sentiment because most of Ada's new areas were areas that we already had in Leon's campaign in the original game, but they took it away from him in the remake and gave it to Ada. I can't even say that as original considering we already had these areas before, you know, just repurpose uh, for the context of the remake. But what they did that is absolutely new here, I did absolutely enjoy. Like the lab, no, granted laser room was the original as well, but I like what they did with it in context of the giant monster. Now, I don't know his name, but I wish I could fight it in a gunfight because that thing looks so cool. I actually wanted to kill it. That segment lasted 
uh, too shortly for my liking, and I wanted to see more of it. It was really cool, but I did really like the lineup. Part of my favorite segment of Ada's campaign, even if it's too short. Uh, it was a nice little change of pace, running away from a, a pseudo Mr. X type on enemy. Uh, and as someone mentioned earlier, like Lewis given more prominence, I was super happy for because Lewis, you know, is a really cool character, both the original and the remake. So giving him more screen time is absolutely a banger. So, but other than that, though, I don't have much to say because I'm not gonna go into boss fights yet until we um get to question five and other little story elements. So I'm gonna go ahead and pass my um, my turn up. All right, Claire, it's your turn. Oh, so I, I think, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's fine, it's fine, but <laughs> So I think, like, from my experience from watching the the gameplay of Separate Ways is the fact that I do agree with a few things that was already said. One with, again, you know, Lewis being more in the, you know, Ada's campaign with storyline. You can see a lot of that stuff. And then with the laser room, that was, like, one of my favorite things to see because, like, I don't know if the original had that at all since I haven't seen it, but I've seen like on like where people said that they didn't have it and then like some that they did, so I'm not for sure. But when I watched the gameplay, it was so cool to see that laser room and like how she was able to get like past all that and everything. So that was, yeah. So it's Ender Lucian's turn. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's fine. Go ahead, Ender Lucian. Uh, all right. So, uh, for me, this might be a short one because it's been a long while since I played the original separate ways. Though this DLC compared to the original, probably for me at least, is more memorable, though it's been a while. I do remember some returning locations like the maze. I remember that being in the original. Also the Saddler boss fight. And I do, uh, I don't remember much, Lewis, from, uh, the original but i did like the addition of that and uh i should have revisited the original before this but i just never did insert talking um as i said earlier i had to go back and watch a little gameplay from the og because i could not remember anything about the separate ways i just remember i think i played it once and dropped it and never played it again because i was not a huge fan of the original one at all um this one i do prefer a lot more um as austin said i really like the fact that you had the mr x ish coming after you all the time you had like the visions um her being infected i really like that they added that into it it made it very different than the original um it made it uh, more thrilling they added the the prelude to the prelude um I liked the getting all the ingredients for Lewis. I thought that was interesting uh, and a little bit different to do. Um, and the same with the chase in the lab with the lasers. I really like that. <laughs> the guy, when he showed up the first time, I, I screamed so loud. I was like, what in the hell is this? I don't remember this from the OG. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is different. But yeah, and then you had the Sadler boss fight at the end and then traversing through all the cranes and the rooftops and everything to get the rocket launcher to Leon. It was all 
really done well, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I remember uh, liking the OG. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Uh, I played a little bit of the original before I played the remake, and there's a couple of things that's worth noting. I guess I'll go into uh, some things I prefer they should keep and um uh, one of the things that i i thought they should have kept was the krauser thing it's it's cool they still implemented him in the story which we'll talk about later however that being said i like that he actually came back at the end he he knows he didn't like ada he knows in this sort of reimagined timeline that people are coming after him after reading the files why not have him have one last battle but i i saw a comment on reddit that said well maybe if you think about it this way it kind of would have ruined the moment of him and leon and him finally getting that final victory when he stabbed krauser in the chest because it's more of a rookie to master relationship with them i was like okay I, I, maybe i can kind of see that that makes sense but still uh, I did like when he came back at the end and he fought Ada and that was kind of cool in the original as well as some other stuff uh, that you get in there like you get some more background on Wesker's umbrella to my memory I don't think they talked about that at all in this remake so like I said a lot of that is going to be reserved for the next question but uh, overall when it comes to stuff I didn't like it's it kind of stands out way too obvious it's like you have your middle ground of stuff that they had to implement like the maze and uh the village section where you run around and you shoot people you shoot the ganado uh this time around though you can take leon's jacket and sell it which is that's the fucking most hilarious thing ever you could take krauser's beret and sell it and just put it on uh, the black market for the merchant so he can just say hey i got a new shiny sheepskin jacket i, I feel good about this uh, i thought that was funny overall though it is some parts where i was cool with it them cutting and other parts not so much the parts that i'm cool with is definitely the boat section uh i thought that part in the original was balls where you go through an entire boat and there's gun turrets everywhere gun turrets cannons missiles it's kind of similar to the ending uh, because the ending is almost similar, except they take the gun turrets away, but there's like a bunch of guys with like RPGs. Uh, but this time, that boat section in the original was so bad. You had to get these keys and cut it on and destroy all the turrets while you're getting shot at like 9,000 times. And I, I, I don't think it gelled well and it flowed well with the gameplay at all. So they decided to remove that entire area completely because they know it, it was not good. Uh... And in the shotgun, Ada's shotgun is much better in this remake. I'm sorry, that pump action shotgun in the original is is bad. <laughs> I, I hated it because I felt like going against shields and stuff like that, it wasn't doing uh, much of anything. Plus, you can upgrade your guns and, and get more stuff in this remake versus the original. So, obviously, you have a, a deeper item cache with your charms and everything you could put on it which is also a nice upgrade so there are some bits and bobs i would switch around but overall not much i think what they did get rid of was cool and just to go on what austin said one more thing i would have kept is probably the more dramatic opening to u3 because i i, I feel like in the original when he shows up it's you don't know what is going on. You just hear rumbling and he crashes to the wall. And then there's that level where it's like the canisters are falling. 
I don't know if I would have kept it the same way, but I would have definitely changed it to be like, oh, you have to get out of the container somehow. Kept that part, and then you can go to the giant open gauntlet area where it's not like, oh, you have to go and open all these gates and blow them up. It should have been a little bit more straightforward at that final part, but I would have kept the beginning and just reworked it so it's less annoying. Uh, that's about it. That's the only change I'll probably make. Overall, though, I would say everything else has been pretty peachy so far uh, from original to remake. I will pass the baton over to Gaming Fan. Uh, mine's probably going to be pretty short as well because I, even though I played separate ways, I actually don't remember a whole lot of that. I played it just before the new one launched to get some kind of context on everything. And I actually found it to be kind of boring in many ways, uh, mainly for gameplay reasons, but also I just don't remember that many sections. The Krauser thing, I, I do agree with what that uh, Reddit comment you read or whatever it was written about uh, the way Krauser died in the new one. I, I do agree with that take because I think having to fight him again would be kind of like, what? But Leon had his whole moment thing and all that good stuff, but the lab, I, I did really love the lab. I, I don't remember the monster's name either. It starts with the M, but I'm going to call him Carl. Uh, the fact that Carl was invincible and you just kind of had to run, it kind of temporarily turned it into like a real horror game. So you could like hear it like stomping above you and you could see like almost like the alien isolation dripping from like the the grace that you were crawling under. It was really, really awesome. And then the satisfaction of just seeing that laser grid come through and wipe them out was amazing. But as far as changes from the original, um, aside from Krauser... That's what's sad. I really can't remember much. I just didn't find the original all that memorable, to be honest. I kind of, it didn't help that I was kind of rushing through it to get just like context stuff. But outside of just the story changes, I don't remember what they did much of in terms of gameplay. I just remember it being a little boring. So, yeah, that's really all I've got to say about it. So, next question, Red. Alrighty, this is question number three. It's going to be kind of a quick one. Some people might have very answers though. But what do you think about Lily Gao's performance as Ada Wong? Do you think she improved, didn't improve? Uh, cite what you thought about her voice acting and overall performance. And I'll start off with Austin. Alrighty, so um, as some would know, I think Lily Gao as Ada was fine. I think that people who hated her performance, I think some of them did have some good critiques about it, but there was a lot that was super negative and to the point where I was like, okay, you guys need to chill because it is not as bad as you guys think. If you guys realize that her performance is mostly to, is completely based off of the direction that they wanted her to go. And I feel like the direction that she wanted to go, that they wanted her to go, was a more cool, like a more of a cool, relaxed, and kind of like a laid back version of Ada that isn't super seductive or like super like, hey handsome, how's it going type of feel. It's more like she's more, she's supposed to be like a secret agent that's not supposed to have feelings, and that's literally what Wesker is talking to her about. Like, hey, you're not supposed to be like intimately evolved in the mission because of some guy that you like. It's exactly essentially what he tries to tell tell her like hey, don't get distracted. You're supposed to be a professional here. I I will say though that during the time that I played as Ada and just hearing her lines, there are some lines you're like, okay, they could have probably done that better. Like I think the way that she presents herself in some lines could have been done better. But I don't think there's a line or like dialogue choice for her that I felt was too bad. 
there was some moments where I was like, okay, she sounds pretty good here. Like, um, some of the added context and dialogue that she has with Lewis uh, is pretty good. I think that uh, she's like, hey, can you like hurry this up? And she says in a way that I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the Ada that that I remember in the remake. That she's kind of like she wants to get this job done, but then she has her morals and she's like, I don't know about this. I like overall. Will I, do I prefer the other Adas? I think I prefer the other Adas in the context of what they were. I think Resident Evil 2 Ada in the remake, I think she fit really well. I don't think Resident Evil 4 Remake Ada would have fit that way. And I think Resident Evil 6 Ada and that performance, I think that fits better than that than Lily Gal would have fit there. Again, it's all because of direction and what they wanted to do with the character. That being said... Could she improve upon it? Yes. I think there are some critiques she had here and there. I think her range could have been a little bit different in some areas. I think some of the lines that she said could have been delivered a little bit better. But overall, I thought it was fine, and I personally liked her take as Ada. That is my personal opinion. You can disagree or agree, but I feel like the people who gave her too much hate or too much criticism in the form that it was way too negative and were completely blasting her for completely devious reasons. Uh, yeah, she's fine. I think she's good, and that's all I'll say. Uh, you can uh, pass off the mic to Shadow. It was always tough for Lily in the base game, um, I think, because it's... As I talked about in my review for that, trying to fill that role is kind of difficult because Sally Cahill did like just a, a fantastic job with that role, which I think is kind of a difficult one to, to, to cast. I think it's a difficult set of shoes to fill. Um, and I think as well, Sally was like made the voice and kind of the, the character her own for quite a long period of time. Like you think Ada didn't really appear in actually all that many games. Well, RE2, RE4, um, Darkside Chronicles, um, I think she might have been something else as well. But other than that, it was all Sally for, what, like 10, 12 years or something or whatever. Uh, and that's a long period of time. So anyone that's coming in afterwards and has to then kind of like try and create almost their own version of that character, it's difficult. You know, it's like, it's, I'm sure like Nick had the same issue trying to follow Paul Mercier as Leon. You know, that's that's a tough job um, when someone has become sort of so identifiable to a certain particular character. Um, yeah, uh, although I will say obviously some of the stick that she got for the base game was, or the original remake, I should say, was obviously ridiculous um, and should just like, it was it was abhorrent, some of it, and just completely absurd. Um, I didn't, certainly didn't go into this thinking, like, I wasn't like, thinking of any of that playing the game. I was like, okay, yeah, that's a voice. I remember this now. And yeah, it's obviously it's just a different style for Ada and kind of fitness, this alternate world that's lived in. You know, where she's tried to be a bit more kind of chill with her surroundings or whatever else. But, you know, I think she did a fine job. I'm not going to sit here and say it's like, you know, it, I'm, I'm a bit of a stickler sometimes for, you know, old school and obviously like some of the old voice artists and whatever else. Um, you know, it's easy to get stuck on that, especially when like that's kind of what you grew up with um, and what you're used to. Alison Court still has not responded to any of my letters that I've sent her. I'm very disappointed in that. Um, but yeah, I, I think she did a fine job. Um, you know, couldn't ask for too much more. Um, I'm glad that, you know, like she hopefully just be enjoyed for kind of what she did, which I think was totally fine. But yeah, some of the stuff in the base was obviously absurd. Brandito, what about you? 
Okay, so um, this is a um, interesting question for me. So I'm going to start in practice saying this like I have nothing against her. Uh, not the personal. I'm just giving my opinion about the performance. So certain um, bad actors can't say that we're X, Y, and Z if we're not liking someone's performance, right? Just want to get out of the way. But that being said, though, um, there's only so much you can realistically blame on the directing of the um, people who's creating a game, right? Because, for example, you take the worst movie in the world and still have decent acting in it for whatever reason. You know, it happens. But um, that said, though, like, Lily, her performance comes down to more to a line-by-line -line cases because, quite frankly, in base Resident Evil 4, that her performance was honestly pretty bad. I'm not going to sure going down. I didn't like it at all. In several ways, now that we have more dialogue with her and more time for her to, you know, talk, we don't know whether these dialogues were recorded immediately after her dialogue with Resident Evil 4 was finished or before the game was finished. We don't know, right? So all we know, she could have had more time to be comfortable with the character. But that being said, though, certain deliveries were not good at all. But others were really good. I think she could definitely use some practice with um, voice acting, assuming she has done it before. So I don't know who she is outside of her work with Resident Evil, because she was Ada Wong in one of the live-action movies, and now Ada Wong in RE4. So I think she needs a little practice, and maybe she could grow into the role pretty well. But, yeah, like as Shadow mentioned, compared to her, um, the legacy of the character, I would say that this is probably the weakest Ada we ever had. And that's saying something... No, all things considered. But yeah, overall, I'm not the biggest fan of Lady Gaga's Ada. There's certain areas where she's, you know, it's fine. Others, not so much, but not my cup of tea. And if, um, if she gets recasted in the next game with Ada, you know, hey, no sweat about that. Yeah. So, sorry, not sorry. All right, I'm done. All right, Claire, it's your turn. So I think like Ada's voice in separate ways, I do agree. It does seem more calmer, like they're trying to, to get her laid back. But I also think that she does a good job as well. I do agree that there are some things that she could work on also to like where, you know, she can be calm, but then, you know, she got like that vibe that she can usually have. I also do like the second like in resident evil 2 the voice sallies as well i do think that if if lily could like kind of i don't know how to explain it because like i think that ada separate ways voice is more like softer as well than the ada in resident evil 2 hers is more like firm and stern a bit but that's just like my opinion i do love both of their voices because they both do really amazing jobs but i also think that you know that there are stuff that lily could work on but it just takes time and if she does play ada again in the future i hope that you know that she still tries really really hard to be amazing ada because i do like her i really do I just know that, you know, there's some things that characters can work on. And that's the end of my turn. In the early All right. So for me, I felt like uh, 
she did improve in this DLC. I felt like she was going for what they were trying to portray the character, Ada, in Resident Evil 4. It seemed to me in the base game, I don't know, maybe it's the like recording equipment or like how it sounded. It sounded kind of off too, I don't know. But that can just be me. I don't know if it was her voice, but I mean, I honestly didn't mind it, especially some lines. And yeah, I hope if she does play Ada again, I'd honestly just welcome it in. Are you talking? Uh, I don't have too much to say on the matter. Um, I think, as others have said, she had really big shoes to fill. Uh, fans were um, very much like the other actress that played or voiced Ada, and to have her come in, and then he had all the drama with her and all that going on, and been rough for her as an actress but um i think she does fine i mean there wasn't anything i could think of off the bat that i didn't like um but neither could i think of anything that i loved um but i have no issue with her if the if she continues to be ada further down the line whatever games they make um obviously People are looking for her to improve in some ways, but I really have no issue uh, for or against her at all. All right. So uh, everyone knows what I think on this whole situation. Uh, I'm going to be blunt. If someone is willing to go into someone's DMs and harass them, over a fucking video game, I believe they are losers. Uh, if they were doing that behavior, I firmly believe it. That being said, and people gotta learn to separate art from the artist too, because that's just absolutely ridiculous to me. It's the same thing I say about Star Wars every day, each and every single time when people do that. You guys got to learn how to control yourselves around these actors. That being said, I still feel the same way that I did in the RE4 podcast. It's like 50-50. Gao has lines where she excels at and she shines. Like, I, I feel like whenever she decides to have fun or, or you know, when she was talking to Wesker in the bedroom, when he saves her, I'm, I'm not making any connotations there. I'm just saying when he saves her life and she plays around with him in the dialogue uh, and she starts talking to him, that felt like Ada to me. That that felt like the character where she was getting into the tune. But the other issue is that whenever she's super monotone and it's 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 like normal dialogue, it could even be a deaf scream. Uh, it doesn't come off as believable to me. It, it feels like if you compared her and Nick, it's like day and night almost because you can tell he puts effort into regular talking emotions uh that whole bit and uh, i i feel like he conveyed that a lot more better in normal conversations whereas she she has problems with it and she still needs to address those that being said it does seem like she tries to have a lot more fun with her voice in this game so it bumped it up to being okay but there's still problems to sort out there's a reason why people kind of say uh sally cahill is one of the best adas because whether it came down to 
her emotions or talking in cutscenes normally or trying to convey something everything was spot on and believable and 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 i think it comes down to that idea of deception because you don't know I, I think in the original re2 you don't know what ada's intentions are at all and that was conveyed really well in the game it came off as slightly monotone but not really and that's the tricky part you're trying to figure out who is this woman why is she here and, and what is her goal and agenda like she's looking for a boyfriend i think that angle also being cut that's another story entirely uh of john and everything was something that i was kind of eh about but i digress either way it's something that's not so bad compared to the main game although i don't necessarily have an issue with those people who are kind of like eyeing at capcom when they made that choice to say oh we're not going to use jolene anderson anymore we're not even going to call her and and give her a shot anymore so uh that whole situation was weird but the rest and the harassment and all that other stuff i i, I don't condone that at all my opinion is pretty much similar except she approved just a little bit but there is still more room for improvement so i'm going to move on to mr gaming fan uh oh boy <laughs> uh y'all are gonna hate me in a second um i to be honest between the base game and separate ways i can't even tell the difference i maybe there was a difference now that um i can't remember who mentioned it but like a quality equipment issue from the base game i i when you said that something kind of ringed back in my head it sounded a little familiar like that could have actually been a problem so that you may not be alone on that one but um lily gao um Oh, goodness. Uh, in the base game, I actually didn't care a whole lot. I know everyone was sending her death threats, which is absolutely inexcusable. Uh, Y'all need to go out for like a month, all right? Anyone hearing, go off the internet for like a month, and I promise you your life will change. Absolutely. Touch grass. <laughs> exactly. Go touch grass, please. But uh, inexcusable. Yes, yeah, separate the art from the artist. But at the same time, I'm the most critical here. I think she sounded terrible for mainly her range because no matter what she's saying at all times i played this multiple times i listened more intentionally the first time around after hearing the criticisms everything she says is said in the exact same tone or undertone she always sounds like she has a job to do and that would be fine for a side character or like an npc or something because she sounds like she sounds like she's the character type, but not the character. She sounds like an agent, but she doesn't sound like a character. So if she were just kind of like a one-off agent person, she'd sound fine. But she's replacing a personality. She's not replacing just some agent. She's a personality now. But now she doesn't have any personality. Every time she makes a joke, or anytime it's supposed to be her feeling emotion-ish, she just doesn't sound like it she someone could be dying in front of her and she would not sound any different than when she's just talking to wesker it's it was extremely hard to take seriously and every joke oh yeah yeah oh. <laughs> only one joke do i remember being okay like acceptable like an acceptable quip when louise said what would i do without you ada and she said be parasite food that was like the only time she sounded like she was answering that normally but for every other time 
it's almost like you could hear her behind the booth or like behind the mic just being bored. She just sounds like she's bored. And after a quick wiki uh, search, apparently this is her only video game, which explains a lot. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why they brought her in from the movie, but like, like I said, she only ever sounds like she has a job to do. Um, but what uh, something about what AK said about separating the art for the artist in the terms of the direction, the creative lead, it sounds like they could have told her like, hey, this is a more grounded experience and you're like this agent person trying to do a job for a client. And she took that to like the extreme. She sounds like she took it like all the way to the extreme. Be like mega serious agent. I'm Batman. I have a job to do. But it could be it could be partially her fault. It could not be. Maybe she did that and they told her, hey, that's fine. You can just go with that. And so it would be their fault. I don't know, but I really did not like her voice because she just sounded the same all the time. I could not tell you a thing about her personality, even compared to someone like Wesker. Or like when even Master Chief from Bungie's Halo games sounds like he's got more emotion per line than Ada ever had. <laughs> I think that's a problem. That's my complete take on that. Back to Ren. All right, that was an interesting assessment. And I guess one last thing I wanted to sort of mention was, yeah, I, I agree. It is down to voice direction. Uh, uh, just to clarify, my statement about uh, separating art from artists was a little bit different than Austin. It was kind of like the way the people harassed her is the way they should separate art from artists because it's just like, all right, I understand you hate it, but bro i don't think being in those dms and being like that is gonna make you look any better i see i've seen a few re extremists kind of do that and interact with me and i was just like bro i, I just think you're crazy that's what that's my opinion and sort of the replies i was given on that uh but yeah, i accidentally mixed two people's responses when i was saying that so that was my bad oh no it's cool uh but yeah i i do agree when you put it that way for the voice direction they might have told her that and and there's a strong possibility that she took that super literal and like i said i have no issue at all with people kind of sigh i and capcom and be like why didn't you bring back the original actress if you guys were trying to be more consistent with the newer reimagining was what's happening so uh i totally agree with that assessment as well it's kind of a little bit weird but i know it's like showbiz so it happens people get replaced but that one was just uh kind of crazy to me after we've interviewed the original actress she said she would come back if they asked her but they never did uh so we're moving on to question number four which is going to be a big one it's all about the story changes in separate ways how do you guys feel about this austin you go first all right story changes i've kind of expressed a little bit about that in like the second question but to be more precise like about like wesker and ada being infected and the whole krauser bits so start off Ada being infected. Cool. It is a different take on her story and that she pretty much has the same, like, circumstances as Leon, where he's infected and his time is running out. However, her infection is actually earlier than his. His, inf his infection doesn't take place until, I think, like, almost... Ooh, I want to say, like, almost, like, ten hours. Uh technically after hers so she's literally she's actually closer to being completely overtaken than leon except for she gets hers 
taken care of earlier. So it kind of evens out that, oh, her circumstance isn't like that. And even Leon's gets progressed even further by freaking Sadler in the story. I just thought it was a cool, unique take and how to introduce the hallucination situation that the Plaga that she's she literally takes is completely different than the other Plaga that most of the uh, uh, Los Illuminados has. I thought that was a really unique take, and it was a cool introduction to the boss slash U3. Uh, Wesker being more introduced and more, like, engrossed in the story was a little bit awkward at times. Like, why are you even here, bro? Like, shouldn't you be on your boat? But I kind of liked more of the physical interaction instead of, like, oh, I'm just going to be a super, like, I'm going to be a Bond villain. I'm just going to call you all the time. No, I'm going to actually, you know, help you out and, like, take care of some fools because I kind of need you to do some of the stuff. I can't be always on the field because Wesker's like, oh, I'm a mastermind, but I'm not going to be losing some of my assets. Like, I need you to do this because your skills are kind of different than mine, even though I'm a super-powered human humanoid. I have my weaknesses. And the fact that I, I can't, you know, be around everything, like, leaving evidence and traces of myself because then I'll be a target. I kind of need a secret agent to do the dirty work. I thought that was cool how they ingrained him. Uh, I think the voice actor slash the personality that Wesker has is quite... It's less cheesy. It's more, like, super villainy, but I kind of dig it, and it's I love the gruff voice and his design overall. Interacts better. I think... Um, he has a little bit more presence than the original, which is nice. And I, and for well, I think we talk about it, we'll talk about it later. But I think it sets up a nice precedence for you know the next Resident Evil remake. As for uh, Krauser being like he defects, it's sort of unclear. It's it sounds like Krauser was never with them in the first place. He wasn't with Umbrella. It just it seems like more of like oh. He actually was just a crazy major veteran who just went crazy from PTSD and losing soldiers and joining Los Illuminados. It seems like he was a completely separate entity than Wesker and Ada, because it sounds like even uh, Lewis didn't even know about him. But that makes a little bit more sense because he was kind of out of the loop. It just seemed like more like Ada and Wesker didn't know who Krauser was, or they knew about him. I didn't. I don't think they had actually relation. There was no hints, at least in my, from what I played. I do, however, feel like um, Wesker getting his body to extract the Plaga. It really reminded me how he just took Steve from CVX. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was like, I was like, what, is like Krauser the new Steve now? Like he's taking his body and he's gonna fucking use it for Ouroboros especially, since that's how Ouroboros comes from, it's just a strain of Las Plagas. I, I, I thought it was kinda, it wasn't funny, but I was like, okay, that's cool how they, he took his body, like, oh yeah, cause Krauser is body is unique and the plaga he has is a unique plaga. And I can see that being used differently in future games slash Risen Evil 5 remake. But yeah, I just love how Wesker is integrated in the story. I love how the whole story changes was made is like Ada has morals and she actually sabotages Wesker which is really nice, and sabotages some of his plans. 
super cool. I really liked a lot of the stories. I don't really have a gripe with any of the story changes, other than it sometimes feels a little awkward some moments, but it doesn't really take away from the characters or the story that's being told. Yeah. Overall, I think it's, in my personal opinion, it's an overall better representation of the story, and the changes they made, I think, benefit the story more. But yeah. Very good, and I'll uh, leave it to Shadow. All right, then. Quickfire quiz. 100% it's the first person that can tell me when Resident Evil 5 came out. Go on, don't be shy. I think it's like... Is it 1932. Years later? <laughs> 1932. <laughs> it's the closest <laughs> guest I've got so far. <laughs> 2008. 2009. What? I think it's the summer of oh, yeah. rust in 2009. Is it crazy it's been nearly 15 years since that game came out? Oh, yeah. I, I, I bring up, obviously, because this is obviously when Albert Wesker was originally killed and written out of Resident Evil, and of course has appeared in pretty much every single major as an evil game either in passing cameo or in person pretty much since um it doesn't surprise me i mean he's still like one of the most marketable members of the franchise i mean you think of like if you just say to someone name me characters of resident evil you say probably chris redfield jill valentine and albert wesker that's just the way it is um so you know it doesn't surprise me they go into this game. Obviously, he does play his part and operate in the background. I, I did think it was a little curious at first that they decided to have him kind of like actually appearing in person for some parts of the of the game. Um, I didn't hate it. It just took a little bit of adjusting, um, I think, uh, just kind of like kind of getting a feel for like, you know, obviously he's definitely been this kind of, yeah, the, the, the mastermind. That's what we know him as. That's what he's known as like back in, in Dead by Daylight, for example, you know, kind of getting everyone else to do his bidding. Um, of course, he could definitely do a lot of it himself, but, you know, he'd rather not to. It's just kind of obviously not particularly his, his sort of style. Um, I do think, though, yeah, his inclusions were like fine. Um, obviously, coming into the sort of the village area to give Ada a hand after getting infected and stuff and not taking a moment to like get himself some samples of some new viruses on the side. Uh, I did also note as well the whole Krauser thing. Uh, definitely, obviously, some vibes of Co-Veronica. You know, he's, he's done it once before. He's like, oh, I'll, just, I'll just take the body. You know, it's good enough with me. I can live with that. Um... But yeah, obviously him kind of being a lot more prominent um, was a little jarring at first, and obviously kind of the relationship that develops um, that uh, between him and Ada is definitely one of kind of like uh, of use and of like kind of convenience at times and hired mercenary sort of vibes. But um, you know, like ultimately that's what he's paying her to do. Um, although obviously he shouldn't have been surprised that when he starts talking about murdering significant portions of the human population that maybe there might be some human morality that might have some impacts on your operations, but, you know, everyone's got a fault. Um, one thing I'll definitely also make a mention of as well, as far as obviously there are other pretty significant story changes. As I mentioned earlier, I, I did, um, in the lead-up for RE4, I did say that I wanted to see the game uh, do a lot more with the hallucination stuff that uh, Leon... Uh, experiences in the base game which which you know obviously is like this whole major plot point that oh i'm infected and i need to do all that for i've got you know before i'm gonna turn into one of them and you have like one or two scenes where he's like starts seeing things doing weird stuff and he gets like stabbed in the knees like, oh i'm fine 
Um, I, I was hoping they were going to explore more of that in, in the main game. They didn't. Obviously, they left that for, for Ada and obviously tie it into kind of the plot that she sees things differently because her form of being infected was, was different to uh, Leon and Ashley, which obviously makes a, a load of sense. Um, and I think the, the, the effects of it were pretty nice. Playing it into the boss fights, the Black Robe, I thought was pretty novel as well with the hallucinations and uh, the shadows and like, having to obviously deal with those and tying into the boss fights. I thought it was a creative little way of tying in uh, a plot point into actual gameplay. I definitely thought that was um, a, a good decision. Uh, one that I wanted hopefully was hoping they'd see a bit more of Truthfully Told. Um, but, you know, I guess you could argue they overplay it a little bit. Um, I also got some um, some real Sullet Hill vibes from a couple of the scenes as well, with like the fire starting to appear, the one on the battlements as well, um, as Vidu is kind of stalking away. Um, you know, there's definitely some real like um, a lesser vibes um, going on with that, which is a good thing for me to be saying for sure. Uh, as far as other bits I want to make a mention of as well, other story changes, um, the Krauser stuff. I knew they were going to do it a bit differently because obviously Krauser has changed a bit from the base game and they had to change him from the base game because when the base game existed, Umbrella Chronicles didn't. And then you had that come out, which obviously fleshed out a lot more of his character and his motivations, which is then so you can then tie back to the base game when you do the remake, kind of make everything more sense. It's the whole, it's the same thing with the Dead Space remake. Uh, you go back to it, you revisit the, uh, the same sort of storyline, but then you've got lots of material that you've generated after the fact so you can now tie that back to make things make a bit more sense um and definitely yeah him obviously the change that they made to him um was good i always thought as well his alignment and the way they did that in the main game the original was a bit weird and like everyone was like playing both sides and literally everyone was playing both sides i think this is a lot more clear cut a lot more obvious what was going on um i think it was a heck of a lot easier to understand as well um so definitely is that um and yeah the only thing i'll say again yes lewis more lewis please uh more lewis is good um having him kind of like tying in his moral dilemma and redemption uh and fleshing a lot more with the separate ways dlc is something they definitely wanted to see they obviously teased about that and mentioned about it with the the main game but kind of seeing the crux of that playing out for ada specifically as well i think was definitely a, a nice touch so um, you know, you don't have to pull everything up from the base game. Some things they included, some things they tweaked. Uh, definitely some inspirations drawn from a couple of bits and pieces here and there. But uh, yeah, I was, um, I think it was one of the strongest parts of the game. I think that the overall story and tying it into the base, adding some bits here and there, I, I think they did a, a really fantastic job of it on the whole. Um, and it was a lot of, lot of cool stuff they got to do, and then tying it into the gameplay itself. So uh, definitely, I think they did a great job of it. Brandon, it's your turn. All right. I also want to preface this that when it comes to the storytelling, the remix though, I personally find them to be a bit of a downgrade to their original counterparts. Set set four, maybe somewhat original four. I find four to be a more of a turn to take to it, a good one for people to enjoy. But uh, that being said, though, in the context of separate ways, though, I actually do like some of the changes or new additions they add. Because like we already talked about Lewis Dev, so I'm not gonna you know bring him up, but him having more uh, influence in the story. Was was actually really good. Now, I actually liked Ada getting affected by a plot. I thought it was actually one very cool idea and very new. But what I took issue with is how quickly they kind of discarded. I granted the hard campaigns were short, so they kind of had to, you know, get to get it and for to lose it almost immediately. Uh, 
the story, the way it was like, um, how to put it, set up, and then for her to get cured, almost like the story just wants you to forget about her infection because it just came and went. Like they didn't like play around with it. They didn't uh, have her lose her infection in the lab like Leon did. She just killed the source and the Plaga, the inside her died, which is really interesting. So it makes you wonder, though, where did the Plaga samples for Leon actually come from? Was it from Sattler himself, or was it from something else? Because if they could find the source to um, their infection, they could kill it and you know, be done with it without needing to go to the lab or getting the Plaga removed like that. Which is, I'm pretty sure it was Sattler, right? So, pretty me if I'm wrong with that one. Uh, now, Wesker having more on-screen appearance uh, is cool, but I personally don't like it for one reason. If Wesker is actually on the field, why does he need Ada? Because think about it. Wesker is a lot stronger than Ada. Not stronger than almost any other normal humanoid character. Even stronger than Krauser, potentially, right? If he's on the field, on the island doing stuff, why does he need Ada? Because the whole point of separate ways is for Ada to go in and infiltrate the area for Wesker, right? Why is, why, um, is she even here if Wesker's on the island? He could literally do everything himself, take care of business, and then get off the island. He really didn't need to um, hire Ada. So that kind of took away the, um, the, um, the, I guess, the sole reason why Ada's on the island. Um, next is Krauser. Now, this is kind of like an RE4 issue, but I personally don't like the changes with um, Krauser. Now, I'm not privy to him still working with Wesker at one point, if he was, and correct me on that one. But him just becoming like this crazy war hero, as someone else mentioned, it feels definitely out of place when you take into account of the post-vanilla RE4 material we got of Krauser. He was still a duty-bound, honor-bound man, but because of his jealousy of Leon and him losing his arm during active battle, you know, he kind of was not having it, right? So it makes sense for his anger to go towards Leon all that stuff, right? But I was not a fan of him not working with Wesker. But the whole reason why he got his power is because of Wesker, but now suddenly he just decided to work with Sattler just because X, Y, and Z. I'm not digging that little change personally, though, but... Not the biggest sin in the world, I guess. Uh, and Wesker getting Krauser's body, that was not in the original, right? I could have sworn it was, but it, it's in character of Wesker, because he always liked to get samples himself. So, because um, if I remember correctly, Ada did not give him a good sample of the plot, so he had to get another one, right? Or get some other means to it. Again, correct me if I'm wrong with that. But um, him having Krauser's body is definitely you know, reminiscent of his other lines of work because he did the same thing with Steve. He couldn't get um, the, the girl, I forgot her name, Alexia. But so he had to get Steve and, and the rest of his history. But um, overall, I did actually very much enjoy the this, this story changes for separate ways. Some of them were, you know, I guess you could say nitpicks, but overall, still a really good experience. Claire, it's your turn. So I don't have much to say about Krauser because I'm still not familiar with his character, but with Ada's infection, I honestly found that very unique with the way that they had it with her seeing illusions and all that. I thought it was pretty cool. I do agree. Hers did go really fast. Like it came and it went when Leon's lasted like for a really long time. 
So that is something that, like, I kind of wish that they would have just, like, let it play at least a little bit more so they would actually have, like, more time with her being infected. But overall, with her infection, I do like how they did it, like, with the illusions and all that stuff. Still think that there could have been, like, at least something else. And then with seeing Wesker, honestly, I think it's really cool because... Like, you don't see him very much, and then, like, now you see him a lot more with this. So it kind of has me thinking, with us seeing him more, I wonder what's going to happen next, because I wonder if he's going to be seen, like, even more with the next one, and if he has, like, a plan. So I'm actually looking really forward to it, to seeing him, because I think it's pretty cool, because Wes like just seeing more of him and with him having more screen time it's very awkward but also very interesting to see because like you don't know really what like is going to happen like if he has a like a full plan that he's thinking or anything like that so i'm very interested to see what happens with that but that's like my short answer it's in their Lucian's turn all right, so when it came to the additions on uh, Ada getting infected, I welcomed that in. I really did like that and how they added the hallucinations in with the black robe and such. I love the mini. I think there was only one team up with Lewis, actually, but just more of Lewis. I love the mini team ups with Lewis and just seeing him overall just more in the game outside of the base game and that story. I would obviously welcome a Lewis DLC, but yeah, I don't, I really don't see that happening. I love the addition of more Wesker. From what I remember in the original, it was just Wesker sitting in a chair in cutscenes. That's all I remember from the, like, the original separate ways. And uh, Wesker encounters were cool, and it, it honestly gets me very hyped to maybe get a RE5 remake, which I'm, if they're gonna do that, I'm woke. I I want it because if it's gonna be co-op, RE Engine co-op experience, like how it was back in the day. Oh my gosh! But yeah, Tolkien. Um, my answer is gonna be pretty short. Um, I've said a lot of this before, and I'm just gonna piggyback off what a uh, majority of other people have said. I too really love the fact of Ada being infected um, through the majority of her part of the game. Um, added quite a bit to the story. Um, it was something new compared to the OG. Made the game more thrilling. Nice to be chased uh, by the black robe constantly throughout the game. Having the little mini cutscenes with him, especially right outside the church. I really enjoyed that part, as annoying as it got um, in the professional part of it. Um, having more of Lewis is always great. I was very uh, sad to not have him much in the OG, and then when we got the remake and he was much more prominent, it was very nice to see. Um, and then now he's even more so involved also in Ada's DLC, uh, which is great. Um, I welcome the fact that Wesker was much more prominent uh, in separate ways this time around than the OG as well, a bit more involved. Um, so I had no issue with that. But overall, uh, 
comparing the old separate ways to this one. I believe it's mostly improvement all across the board. Um, and I enjoyed it far more than I did the uh, original. All right. So I'm going to get right into it with what I think. Uh, first and foremost, Ada being affected is it's fine. It's I, I thought it was a nice addition. It added a little bit more urgency to what was going on since she is infected. So she's like super desperate to get Louise to get this ball rolling, which is why she's like, because most people are saying, uh, and, and I saw this too, when the game was like, sort of coming out most people were saying oh why is she so rude to him uh why does she want the amber like so quickly uh why does she want all the stuff and you find out why later on after those cutscenes uh that she really needs this infection to be dealt with as soon as possible trying to find out all this information while trying to appease wesker at the same time i thought it was fine it creates urgency and business mixing together uh i didn't have a problem with that now for Wesker showing up more, I, I guess I'll split this into two things. Like his voice is fine. I saw people say, why does Wesker not have his British accent anymore from RE5? And it's just like, I prefer knowing that Wesker had an American accent from the original RE1 and carrying that over in the remake one and going forward from there. I'm one of those people is like, I prefer the way Wesker used to talk. And uh, this is kind of no different. He's, he's very snooty and, pissed off all the time but that's wesker so uh those personality traits are still there uh him being more on the field uh i'm of two minds about this i'm on the one side of the fence where i sort of get why he was in the chair masterminding everything being busy with umbrellas saying my subordinates can go do it but that's not as exciting as seeing him up close and personal and doing stuff even if um they had to write the entire thing to try to make sense and sometimes it didn't where it's like oh we have to put his boat on sea so he can run over there real quick save ada and get out of there the the first time that happened i sort of get why he did that because it's like i want my subordinate to you know be in tip-top condition not be in trouble so i'm gonna bail her out of there and all this other stuff but the rest where it's like he's just showing up and he wants to briefcase and you know it's just why are you here wesker just i ask those questions as well but i know it's 100 percent pure fan service and it's a lot more interesting than the original rendition and i also keep into account that his subordinates are not so trusting in the original where they want to fucking kill each other uh leon's still running amok wondering why is this guy still alive and ada's not doing her job it it felt like a turmoil a mess uh of keeping those subordinates under control in the original because you never know if they're gonna triple cross uh quad cross it, it was really that crazy between ada and krauser at the end um that being said all he really cared for was the sample and eventually he got it from krauser's body which is a steve burnside move which is i mean it's something on brand for what wesker could do so ultimately they made up for it in my opinion for the rest of the stuff Luis still being around a little bit more yeah I, I i agree with everyone here he was great in the main campaign he is pretty much ada's humanity so to speak that's like her humane side coming out the more they mingle and sort of get along and she realizes oh it's that critical point where he dies and she feels bad about it 
I think that was sort of the turning point for her humanity, and it was done better in this game than RE6. I, I don't care what anyone says. I, I think when they tried to do that in RE6, it was a colossal flop where it's like, oh, no redemption, no humanity, all this other stuff. And she shoots. Yeah, and then she's shooting all the cocoons and, and her and Carla, they tried to make them sympathetic. And it's just like, you didn't even care for Carla or knew who she was. So why would you feel bad? I, I don't I don't get it. Uh, so I felt it was done way better in this game with Luis than it was in Carla. Um, excuse me. Uh, so the, the, the rest, uh, I, I mean, I liked most of the changes so far. I guess I'll talk about the last two, which is the Plaga and uh, Krauser defecting. So Krauser defecting is kind of just, it, it is a little weird, but I kind of agree with Shadow that it's very convoluted in the original. It was like, okay, well, you want to stick to what Wesker has, and then all of a sudden it's just like, well, everyone's betraying each other. So, what is your allegiance? You, your allegiance is the Wesker, and then you're trying to kill Ada, and then all this other stuff is going on. So it's just like no one had their leash on properly in RE4 OG. Whereas this one, it's like he's kind of he wants power and power absolute, and he'll do, and they kind of alluded to this too. Like he'll do anything to sort of attain it. And one thing that um people did not pay attention to is ada's report when she says this because she even questions in the original because krauser wants so much power to get stronger we don't even know what he'll do and one of her orders was to keep an eye on krauser because if she didn't she, she wanted him to like not betray wesker and actually get the sample and all that other stuff so they didn't even know what was in krauser's head originally which is uh something they're bringing over to this remake but it's just being done in full swing and i thought that was kind of interesting when people pointed that out on reddit and i was like oh okay well so they're taking a previous storyline and they're altering it uh due to the illusions that ada had i'm, f I'm fine with that it's, it's fine for the most part he was sort of against them and and they were against him and uh that's kind of how it went but the only thing i don't like is that they didn't have any encounter in game and i would have changed it to where they at least fought as opposed to like ada chasing him on the island and you get to him and ultimately he gets away and you find out that well he dies later uh so i would have changed that just a little bit and the last part was uh the plaga i i it's supposedly not the same one as uh leon and ashley which is like sort of the prime plaga that they had which is why they needed the machine it was confusing because i'm like don't the plagas like attach to their spines when they get infected with them? So what is the deal there? Like, don't you need the machine anyway? So when she just like threw it up, I was like, huh, that's different. Okay. But someone told me it was like a different strain. So I was like, oh, okay, well, fine, fine. I'll accept that. I, I like the black robe and the changes there and how he sort of showed up. It was kind of a callback to Resident Evil, uh, the hallucination demo for resident evil 4 with the prototypes where leon was like in the castle he was hallucinating and seeing stuff so i'm kind of glad they were integrating that stuff into this game in some capacity uh i know we didn't get the hook man but hey i mean this is at least as close as you're going to get to that sort of idea and i'll pass the baton over to gaming fan um honestly i'm not the biggest resident evil person i do plan on playing all the remakes uh coming up i've only played four original four remake and seven and i kind of know the story of eight so as far as like 
other iterations of these characters, I don't really have much to say, but when it comes to Ada being affected, it's such an important, like, cornerstone of this whole campaign because Luis's entire involvement is almost partially because of this. Like, when she points a gun at him, and he basically convinces her that, well, she's affected too, so he she needs him. And obviously the Black Robe, I, I love that boss fight, both versions of it. Amazing. So if we didn't have the infection, maybe we wouldn't have that either. And um, Wesker on the boat, I could think of a number. I could come up with a lot of reasons that he has to show up himself. There's like, there's still a possibility of him dying, stuff being led back to him, maybe something with the parasite. Like I said, I don't know his character from other games. So I'm kind of like just trying to logic my way out of it. Because I'm not sure how powerful he is, but there is always a chance of him dying or something bad happening. So to send someone else in to kind of eliminate any potential important assets being lost is the only real thing I can come up with. Because he only shows up once to help Ada, and then he shows up with an extra package for her to use. I'm assuming he only met her with the package later for the sake of simplicity. I don't know. But I'm not sure about his character, so I just kind of leave it at I don't care because he's cool. <laughs> he was cool. I loved his voice. Just seeing him more was just really cool. The Krauser thing, um, I'm glad we didn't fight Krauser. I already said all that, but as far as his body being there, it, he didn't die till later. So it makes sense that he would no longer need the amber that Ada was going to deliver him. So it just all made sense, right? The story stuff made sense. And since I'm not like a Resident Evil 4 OG diehard, like it was great. I loved it, but it I don't care that they changed some things. I can only say that it's like, yeah, I like these changes. Um, I thought I had something else to say on that, but I can't seem to remember. But the infection was definitely worth implementing because it just kind of brought back so much of that, um, so much more story for us because without it the story would have been kind of boring <laughs> like if, imagine if she wasn't infected it would have been basically just her chasing lewis around with the amber for like five hours <laughs> we may not have had some of the boss fights it's just it was basically in short very welcome change thank you game and that's pretty much all i have to say about looping back to rin all right so we're moving on. I'm going to try to keep my answers short for this one, but this is about all the boss fights and enemy encounters. So what are your thoughts on them in separate ways? We'll go with Austin first. Alrighty, thoughts on the boss fights and encounters in separate ways. I've pretty much alluded to most of the conversations we've had, but they had the balls to throw you, like, if you haven't played Resident Evil 4 Remake in a, in, ever since it came out, you're coming to this brand, you're like, okay, let me get adjusted, let me just, like, start it up, boom, get into it. They throw you, in the first fight is a boss fight. <laughs> I was literally like, okay, oh, we got the black tail, sweet, like, the best handgun, and, oh, let's, and you got the TMP, like, okay, good, good, and then, boom, boss fight. I'm like, holy crap, this is how you start a freaking DLC, it's just like, oh yeah, you know, if you haven't played the game in a while, here you go. You're just gonna throw you right in the deep end. And yeah, I I think I died like I think once or twice the first boss. I played on hard, by the way. And yeah, I was pretty excited. I was like, this is the start. Cool. 
And then the second boss fight is literally a rematch between uh, the Black Robe, U3, and it's literally has like three times more hit points. It has slightly more damaging attacks. It's f like frame data is different. Like I watched a video that somebody showed like, oh yeah, like the, the boss fight is actually different in terms of not only has more abilities and more like attributes, it's stronger, it does more damage, it's quicker. It even has a stronger like illusion clones. I was like, okay, that's cool that they improved upon it. In my personal opinion, um, the third time that you have the hallucinations, which is at the castle, which is when you get the treatment for Ada, or like the suppressant, I wish that you should have fought the Black Robe again, like a third time, but like it's another different fight where at times you're actually like not affected by the hallucinogen and doing stuff. I think that was probably a potential boss fight, like a potential boss fight that could have been pretty cool and how they could have done it. But overall, I thought that was fine. Um, the I honestly, I I might be just blinking out pretty hard, but I think the only boss fights in the game were like mostly down to like mini bosses and the Black Robe U3. I don't think there's anything else other than Sadler. Other than Sadler, El Gigante rematch. That's right, El Gigante. That's that was also a good one. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, El Gigante, and the fact that you can use your grappling hook as a motion to fight this fucking hulking creature monster. Sorry for swearing. This hulking monster. It was so cool, because you're like, oh, right, I'm just going to be Batman. Let me just be Batman in this fight and just screw this thing up. It was super fun, super cool. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, that was a really dope fight. And then I think the next fight is against U3, if I remember correctly. Uh, you fight U3. Uh, I think, again, I've said this before, I think the prelude to the U3 fight was kind of rushed. Or, like, not really rushed, but, like, we could have had a better setup. But I thought the boss fight, I thought it was fine. I, I liked the attacks it did and the, that you could dodge it. And it's not, like, the super one-shot monster. It had new abilities. It would shoot stuff at you, and you had to, like, dodge it or shoot it or try to evade it and fight this creature. Uh, there was some unblockables that you literally had to, like, move out of the way, otherwise you're getting either grabbed or hit by it. They they try to include some more stuff, like, more gameplay mechanics, like the gameplay mechanics in the base game to the fight. I think it was fine. I personally think that the second phase was... Uh, in my personal opinion, way better than the, the original. If the first phase in the remake, I thought was kind of on par with some of the annoyances of the original, I think the remake did the second phase better because it literally is, the, it's like detached, but it's like carrying the like crumpled body of the host. Because you're literally fighting the Plaga that was inside, uh, I can't remember the the woman's name that is U3. It starts with a P. Uh, Pacenta. Pacenta, that's, thank yeah. you. I thought that was cool that it's, you think like, oh, I just detached from body. No, it's literally still attached. It's just like the body like literally is smaller because the Plaga was literally the meat and bones of the, of the body pretty much. It was a really cool fight. I liked that it had a weak spot. It really reminded me of Tremors, which I really liked. It was like going through the ground, clawing around. It was like a really sudden, it was... A really cool boss fight. The only thing I disliked was that it used a scream to call the bugs. 
I was like, okay, so you're gonna get, let me fight an annoying enemy type during this football fight, which you have to pay attention and see its tells. I'm professional. That shit was fucking tough. Again, sorry for swearing, but that stuff was super tough. And oh my god, I literally had I I didn't rage quit. But I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to fight this thing. I'm professional. And I did a setup, and I was like, okay, this works. Because I literally had to do a save before the fight, and I was like, okay, gotta do this. Uh, second phase, on professional is annoying, but it was still super fun. Uh, probably the best boss in the game. And then we get to the last boss, which is Sadler, which, just like the original, except for he has new abilities. It's actually cool that it just reminds me, like, you never fight Sadler in the base game other than his final form. And Ada fights him in his, like, humanoid form, which is actually done a lot better. Although there's a lot more gimmicks to where you have the parry system, the evade system, and, like, using pillars to hide. I thought the fight between Sadler and Ada was cool. The fact that you can use the grappling hook to do melee attacks against Sadler was really cool. And that you get a unique animation for killing him by using the grappling hook uh, knife animation, which is super cool. Overall, I think all the boss fights were dope. I think that they could have added one one or two more, like, mini-bosses, like, adding... Because since they didn't have Krauser, they could have added something else, like another U3 fight, or just, uh... I know they added regenerators and stuff, but I think they could have been something different or unique that they could have added. We did have the whole lab monster, but that was kind of just, like, a gimmick more than a fight, so... Overall, I think the boss fights were fine. They were great. Uh, they could have had more, but what we had was fine. And, yeah, I'm pretty happy with what we had. On to Shadow. Shadow, are you there? Yeah. Oh. I think he left. I oh, there he comes. Oh, okay. He must have dropped for like a bit. Shadow, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, it's your turn. What do you think of the bosses? Yeah, this girl's been a bit dodgy today. Cage just like reboots itself. Um, mm. I actually reckon they did a pretty decent job with the bosses overall. Even if personally one or two of them I didn't have the best of times with, but I put those a bit down to me. Uh, I do think obviously Pesanta, uh, the black robe, fighting it obviously kind of like uh, you know, being in, in, in combat with for a lot of the uh, story of the game was obviously cool. Uh, this was alluded to in the base game for those paying attention that I usually got to the robes along with Salazar and then all of a sudden one of them just disappears. Uh, for no real explained reason. Um, and obviously this is why you were going to fight him in the DLC. So I appreciate obviously the continuity of that as well. Um, I've talked as well about like obviously using story elements to kind of obviously explain stuff going on in the game and, and you know to give lore behind game mechanics of the whole like you know find the real uh, real one and shooting that sort of stuff. Um, this game definitely has a few callbacks to previous uh, parts for other Resident Evil games, and um, this definitely has a lot of vibes of Jack Norman from Resident Evil Revelations, if any of you remember that boss fight. Um, I don't know if any of you do or not, but uh, I, from what I remember, you know, you think back to Revelations, you, you remember two things. It was on a boat, and oh yeah, there was that dude that did the teleporting stuff, and, and yeah, there, it, people enjoy that, you know, people enjoy it as a game mechanic, it feels fun, it feels kind of interactive. 
Um, you know, and you feel kind of like, oh, all right, I was clever for working out which the right one was. But if you do it by just like sussing it out, by looking at like what's the odd one out and going for them or realizing that you can use stuff like grenades and flash grenades, especially to weed out um, the stuff. Because I, I realized you could do that before the game even like told you. I was like, OK, you know, I'll use some intelligence there. And people like that. People don't want to be hit over the head. Uh, with like how to deal with boss fights you know it's nice to give the players a little bit of agency and then a dlc to a game which they're going to assume you've probably already played uh, it makes perfect sense to allow that kind of agency to the player um so i definitely thought uh black road was fun uh i, I might argue i think the opening fight with black robe might be my favorite boss fight of the game uh, again, I like the punchy nature of just throwing the player into it, um, you know, not beating about the bush at all, you know, Resident Evil 4, the base game, I think has a pretty lengthy lead up, if you think about it, getting up to the, you know, the, the whole village chainsaw section, which obviously you know is coming. Um, the game, you know, has, has a healthy lead up to it. It's just like, yeah, you bust Lewis out of jail and you're right in the thick of things, which it feels very much very Ada Wong sort of thing um then later on obviously we do get in some fights as well el gigante uh, i like the idea of like having like a semi-destructible environment to fight in and if you can have anything like that having it with a gigantes makes pretty logical sense um i so i thought it was pretty a nice idea to do it i personally had a lot of issues actually shooting the damn thing when i first played it though i actually had to i actually ended up redoing the boss fight uh off screen in my my recorded run because I just spent, I missed so many shots trying to hit it properly in the first round and trying to shoot the Plaga when it comes out of the back. I don't know why. I just really struggled with it. Uh, maybe it was the way that it was rendering or I was just like, just not playing very well, whatever reason. Uh, but I'd have to go back and fight that. But again, it was a nice idea. Uh, fighting Passanta and it turns to you for itself is... Uh, one of the harder boss fights I've done for a while. I mean, I, I beat it first time without dying somehow. It used virtually everything that I had. Um, but it definitely feels it's a pretty tough fight. And I can definitely see if people have gotten to that situation without a lot of supplies, I can see that being a very roadblocky for some players, uh, especially if you've not played a ton of Resident Evil games. You're not able to kind of like craft your way out of that situation it's made a lot easier in the second form when you start obviously having them the vista doors dotted around which uh, not only can you kill but the u3 has a habit of killing to just give you supplies anyways um so you can kind of brute force through that section if need be but i definitely think that opening section there's nowhere to hide there's nowhere to run about there's no gates to shut there's no barrels to shoot really anything like that you're kind of just left to your own devices and i think that can be a bit a bit overwhelming for some at first and can definitely see people having some if they've not upgraded their equipment correctly or just kind of run themselves on the ground at that point i i do worry some people would really struggle to get through that section uh, I do want to make a special nomination. It's not a boss fight per se, but the run-in with the Garador in the ambush at the end of the sewers uh, was particularly nasty. Um, the game just like, oh yeah, you remember these dudes? Yeah, you freaking should. Um, cool section. You know, those sort of things are always cool because again, you can kind of use a bit of uh, a bit of nous and a bit of kind of like game intelligence to kind of like get through the situations. Uh, it was something you could do originally with the double Garadol fight in the base game. Uh, people, some people realized that a good way to get around that was to use the crossbows because it beeps and that beeping would actually lure in the Garadors and cause us a carnage. Obviously, you don't have that in this version of the game, so it's a bit tougher. But you still got grenades and you can still do bits and pieces. But um, 
Uh, still, you know, I think it was fine. Uh, then you have obviously the test subject section, which wasn't really a boss fight. I don't think you can really call it it's more of like a, an interactive scene sort of thing. But obviously, kind of the the whole behavioral section and reading the notes, like, yeah, there's people up to crazy plans again. Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure everyone must have tried fighting it first time. I'm pretty sure everyone died to it at least once, so uh, I don't feel too bad about that. Um, but uh, I thought the way it was kind of built up to was definitely pretty cool. Um, I kind of wish you could have done a little more with it. I would have been okay with, like, being stuck in, like, a, a sort of central area and just having to avoid it for, like, a minute or so. Um, while, like, parry computer and waiting for, like, some doors to open, something like that. Maybe using a grapple hook to help get around. I think that would have been a nice addition to the game. They didn't do that. It's fine. They didn't have to. Um, but I think they could have done maybe a touch more for it. Uh, and then you have the Sadler fight at the end, uh, which obviously brings up the, the, the history of, yeah, Ada fights Sadler when he's more humanoid. Um, and I do recall his fight in the base game, in Professional, um, especially, being really brutal. Uh, I don't think this fight was anywhere near as hard, but uh, he's got some nasty stuff. He can get you caught, caught in some odd spots where you're not able to defend yourself properly. Um, but he still retains some nice additions of like using kind of the tentacle stuff. You shoot him enough time, he starts firing back at you, uh, and all that sort of cool stuff. So I think the bosses they did well. I think they generally complement the game pretty decently. Um, and of course, in the case of the black robe, tying it into the game's plot more. Uh, even with Gigante as well, I did like take it out so it didn't end up fighting Leon at the uh, the, the, the 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 house defense that sort of thing. Um, I, I think they did a good job. I, I think they're all pretty fun to deal with. None of them were excessively brutal or anything like that, which I think was kind of the way with separate ways in the base game. Uh, the Krauser fight as well could be really awkward as Ada because I just in fact she was quite as equipped to deal with him. Um, but yeah, I think they did a, a pretty decent job. All right, Ender Lucian, it is your turn. Uh, Claire, I think it was. No, right. she's she's skipping this oh. one. Okay, gotcha. Well, uh, for the boss fights, uh, the black robe, I really uh like that one. It was very interesting. It literally threw you right into the boss fight. And yeah, I, I just really liked it. The second black robe encounter, uh, that one was in the village. That one was basically the same one, just more phases. And I welcomed it. Same with the El Gigante. That one, uh, wow. That one on professional took me like 20 minutes or something. It was crazy. But yeah, just being Ada, being able to use a hook shot with the El Gigante. I really like that one. And, uh, was it? U3. U3 was very interesting. I was like, when I started my first playthrough on hardcore mode, <laughs> I was very bad at that fight. I died so many times. I think it was the dodging. I, I was not timing it right. And I'm not looking forward to it on a professional, though I might be better than I once was. Though I, I I thought there would be more with U3. I thought like the like it would be in the original like how it was in the base game. I thought it would be like in the where's in the cages or whatever. I thought I thought I spotted that in the trailer. I guess not. But yeah, that 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 fight I I like that one. I kind of wish it was longer though because you can get it done fast if you just deal tons of damage. You're just good at it. 
don't know. Then we have the uh, test subject in the laboratory. That one was... I mean, it wasn't really a boss fight. That was very interesting. It was a lot of running. Then you basically just kill it with the lasers in the laser room, just like dodging. That one was cool. And then uh, last but not least, we have uh, Sadler. That one... Uh... Oh, the pillars. The pillars. Well, uh, sometimes with that one, there it could be quite buggy. You would be like behind a pillar, and Sadler just hits you and kills you through that pillar. It's it's crazy on hardcore mode. I don't know how it is on professional yet, but sometimes uh, I was struggling on that one because I was just struggling to hit the block in his mouth. I'm just really bad aim, I guess. But yeah, uh, all the boss fights, they were they were good. I really liked them. And yeah, Tolkien. Well, hold on, it's uh, Brandon's turn because my Discord glitched out. So we're going to cycle back to him and then Tolkien. Alright, um, I'm probably going to be the odd one out here though, but honestly, I don't think Resident Evil 4 Remake had particularly outstanding or great bosses, especially in contrast to Capcom's previous work. But in the context of safer ways, the the only fight I only fights I truly enjoyed was the Black Robe. Or you three in, in the black robe and El Gigante. Yeah, El Gigante in particular, because I love the fact that you can use the environment to just get away from it and of course shoot the parasite. Because honestly, fighting the El Gigante as Leon was not that much fun for me. Wasn't all that exciting compared to the original. But Ada, thanks to the new layer of using the environment to traverse around and get away from it, that added so much much joy to the fight that I'd be happy to do that fight again. As for a black robe, I love the gimmick of using the um, hallucinations as a way to cop block you from doing anything, basically. Uh, so you can't escape the room, or you gotta be careful of seeing all these dudes coming in and starting to attack you. Reminds me of that meme with the um, seven tall dudes and that one woman sitting on the couch. You know, you know? What the so, fuck? Uh... <laughs> what the fuck wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, so it reminds me of that meme. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the two fights. Now, U3, I did not like this final form in the original. I still don't like it in the remake. U3 should have been deleted, personally. <laughs> I never liked them. I still don't like them. That, that, that's just me. I know I'm not one out on that one. And now, granted, a part of it was because um, my first experience was not the greatest because I came in a little unprepared and a little under um, health. But even after subsequent fights, so I personally didn't enjoy as much as say um, Rodogo and um, and Leon's campaign. But um, the the worm portion of the fight, it was different. But I wish the freaking evade mechanics worked properly because if you move slightly while you're trying to press circle, the game wouldn't register it properly. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has experience where you're trying to evade attack and the game does not register it. Because it happened to me a little way too often during um year three and the um the um, worm fight. About we put those bugs. Now on to Sattler. So I'm not gonna say much about the um about this fight because why? I never fought him legit. I always use the rocket launcher and I blow him to oblivion. I had so much PTSD fighting him in the original separate ways that I refuse to fight him here in on um, remake because I have a feeling that he's gonna be a pain in the ass and I'm glad I didn't because judging from um, everybody else's experience about the fight apparently it's a little buggy with some some of the pillars. 
So I, yeah, I just, I'm just going to blow them away with a Bronco launcher every time I call it a day. So I'll go ahead and uh, give my turn to um, Tolkien. I think she's next. Right. So for me, uh, I think the bosses were okay. Not a huge fan of them. Um, I did really like, as others have stated, the black robe fights because it was obviously not in the OG. It was very different. Um, you were not expecting it. As Austin said, you had it right out of the bat as soon as you started the game and then subsequent times after that, he came back. Um, I totally could have lived without having El Gigante and the double Garador in the sewers on Pro. You best believe when I got to that section on Pro and I saw two behind that wall, I sat there for a second and I had to do multiple double takes. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm seeing double for some reason. I don't remember there being two on my standard run. I was like, mm, this is different. And uh, I was stuck there for quite a bit of time on professional. It was awful um so the u3 was obviously nice to see um as everybody knew once they finished the base game of the remake that it was not in there so of course everybody was like oh it's gonna be in the dlc uh it was um i as i said before i was totally okay with not having krauser put in the dlc after going through the U3, two Garridors, and Sadler at the end, I could not imagine how much more annoying it would have been to then include a Krauser boss fight on top of that. N no, <laughs> I would not have been pleased with that. Um, I'm glad it was left as a Leon-only thing, um, and I think that's part of why I was not very impressed with the boss fights, because majority of them are boss fights that are shared uh, if you play the base game with Leon, that are almost the same boss fights as you have, uh, just a little bit different with Ada. You both have El Gigante at some point. Um, they both have Sadler. They both have double Garridors. So, like, uh, Leon had Krauser um, and several other uh, entities, while Ada had U3, um, which used to be Leon's in the OG. Um, so that's why I think I really enjoyed the black robe much better um, because it was different and it was not something uh, Leon had to deal with himself. Um, as Interlution said, like <laughs> the freaking Sadler boss at the end, I had no issue with this man on standard. It was not hard to do beat him, even with the several glitches or issues that should not have happened. It was okay, but then once I got to my pro run, and this man be hitting me through pillars, I'm just like, okay, what is the point of these pillars if this man can hit me through them? Or the, the stun locking was absolutely atrocious. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, I had the same issue when we had the podcast for the base game several months ago, that the stun locking is bad sometimes. You, this guy would come teleport next to me, hit me, and before Ada could even recover from the stagger, he would hit me again where I cannot, like, I cannot move from the previous hit. And he's hitting me a second time, and I'm dead instantly in pro. And I'm like, what is this? So you best believe after a few tries of that, I said, fuck this shit. I bought a rocket launcher and blew his ass guy. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. But other than the black robe, the other bosses encounters were okay. Um, except for the one in the lab. I did really enjoy that one. I did not expect it. 
and the chase with him um, was definitely thrilling and scary for me. Um, but other than that, that is all I have to say. Uh, alright, so I'm gonna go real quick. I'm not gonna make this too long. Black Robe, I, I, I like the fights between both of them. It's like Shadow said, he kind of reminds me of Jack Norman at the end of Resident Evil Revelations 1, where he's like all teleporting everywhere, and you gotta find which one is real, which one is imaginary. It's pretty much a big callback to that, which, I mean, it's handled well, and I, I think Revelations fans, that's the first thing that they noticed, that's the first thing that I noticed, and I really marked out, and I called that out when I was talking about it in stream. I thought it was really fun and interesting. Uh, El Gigante, eh, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not really the biggest fan of El Gigante in this game because I kind of feel like it's harder to hit the plaga. I don't, I don't know why. I just preferred it in the original where you could just like climb on top of them and slice that thing into ribbons as opposed to, oh, well, now you got to shoot the plaga on the back and he's moving a lot. He's moving a lot. If you don't have a flash grenade, it's a hard time. Uh, it's, it's not the worst thing considering the buildings are there to sort of help you get a better angle, but still it's not really the most impressive fight. It's kind of meh and just there, in my opinion, I would have preferred something else. As for uh, Pacenta U3, the first form was piss easy. I literally, I, I think I stole Roombee's, um, I, I think I stole her strategy where it was like she walked up to U3 and she just kept shanking him in the face and he could not do anything. Like literally speaking, the first phase, you can beat that phase with a knife on normal, hardcore and professional if you have enough, just walk up to him keep shanking him in the face uh keep blocking his little attack that he does he does like a little jab uh you block that keep stabbing him and i guarantee you you will get to the second phase immediately uh the second phase was kind of it's it's funny uh another youtuber i watched his name is john griever he said this was the grave digger actually in re4 remake but not in re3 remake so i was kind of laughing super hard about that because i was thinking to myself yeah this thing cut it kind of looks like a worm now so yeah they actually properly put in a grave digger fight but it's in the wrong game uh that being said i still enjoyed it for what it was it was just the only thing i hated about this battle was the scream and i don't know why but every time it screams i get hit and i i have not figured out how to properly avoid that i i figure you might be able to not get hit if you're very 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 far away from him uh but when he screams and you're up close you're, you're taking damage i just never avoided it so it's it's very interesting that way and i have to experiment more in the fight as i play on harder levels so to speak uh and then sadler was i'm just not gonna lie he, he was kind of whatever i just whipped out the rpg and killed him because when I noticed that he was taking up so many bullets and my entire inventory was like almost gone, I was like, okay, I'm not wasting all my ammo here. And then at the end, I have to fight like 10,000 bugs and uh, soldiers and creatures. So I'm just going to get the RPG and kill them because that's like the, the fun thing to do. And as for the test subject, as they call it, it's not really 
that much of a boss. It's just more like a creature feature, which is still dope in a way where they show it and it's like you walk into it, you die instantly, and you still got to crawl your way out and it's still chasing you. I thought that was fine, but my sentiment is still the same as other people where they're like, um, I wish this could have been just a little bit more longer than necessary. And that's my opinion on the bosses. Also, uh, screw the Garador. And if they put like two Garadors on professional, I'm going to rip someone's eyes out because I already had enough of them in the base campaign when you had to deal with them in the room where you have to go uh, chase Salazar, I believe, uh, before that. And I'm like, okay, I have to throw like eight grenades to kill this thing. If you're unprepared, you're not going to know that. And it's going to be a hard time. So I, I don't I don't like double Garadors at all on pro. And I'm not going to like it here either. Moving on to gaming fan. What do you think of the bosses and encounters in RE4 Remake for separate ways? Uh, did they? There was only one Garador. I thought, did they add a second one in Professional? If, if you play on Professional, yes, it's two Garadors. It's two of them. Ah, okay then. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend like I didn't hear that and continue on. Um, <laughs> I didn't ask the question. I didn't get the answer. Um, I loved pretty much all the combat in this game, and I disagree with pretty much any mid-sentiments just because I feel like the bosses in this game are an overall better package than they were in the base game. Because the base game, I think you had more, like, gimmicks, kind of. Like, you had the whatever it's called in the lake... Um, I almost remember the same, the harpoon thing. You had the, um, Verdugo is kind of a gimmick-ish, depending on how you fight it. And, um, I don't recall all the base game bosses off the top of my head, but they felt more mid in comparison, but I still love those fights. But in separate ways, they feel like a much more fun package. They utilize the mechanics better, I think, um, with the opportunities you have to dodge and actually parry. Some attacks from some of them are mm, questionable. Uh, the second phase black robe fight in the village, I mm, I don't like that you have to parry the clones to get them to dis disappear. I think that's a bit excessive, especially since on um professional you have to perfect parry. A bit much, I think, for difficulty, but other than that, I don't have any issues with any of the fights. The actual encounters themselves, I love how they just throw you out, throw you into the deep end. Like you're in there, and al already there's like three catapults outside just like shooting fire at you and you're just you're they just throw you at the army and then the part with the two chainsaw people coming at you at the uh basement where leon and luis were captured that was like a huge I, there were a lot of difficulty spikes and i loved it because it wasn't so hard that it was infuriating and like the amount of times i barely got out with like one hit left was just so fun and like exhilarating like you run out of healing items you're just like on the edge of your seat it was so fun. I noticed there were a lot of chainsaw enemies this time around, which was weird. Um, but I guess they have a lot more of those uh, pighead things, whatever they're called, the guys with the rapid-fire arrows. That could be kind of annoying. Um, I think they just had hammers when Leon did it, but as far as specifics, um, I loved the El Gigante fight, personally. It was way bigger, I believe, than Leon's El Gigante's. And I loved just, like, uh, forgot who said Kim Reveal's Austin or Shadow, but like just being Batman. <laughs> I love that. Um, let me look real quick. There was the, uh, I didn't mind the Garador, although that part was definitely very hard, but I've not played on Professional yet. Um, but I also fully expect the hardest difficulty to be full of crap that will just instantly kill you. <laughs> That's been the case for every game since like 1950. 
<laughs> so, and as far as the U3, I just really liked the fight. I just thought it was a really solid fight that utilized mechanics well. Sometimes shooting the mines at you felt like, okay, how am I supposed to dodge this? So I don't look forward to that either. And the worm, I'm just going to call it the worm because it's easier, but the worm plaga would sometimes just show up right on top of you and you don't really have an option to dodge it. It's not like an evade thing. It just digs down, pops back up. Really annoying, but like, these are all things I kind of expect every boss to have in these kind of games. Same with Saddler. He's got a lot of attacks that seem undodgeable. I've not had any problems with the pillars. I'm, I'm assuming just standing a little farther away from the pillar would solve the issue. So I'll try that whenever I play, but... And then there's Carl. Uh, I, I love that guy. It was so satisfying seeing him get taken out by the lasers, but... I, I have to imagine he might have been a planned boss, and then they had to settle for quick-time events, because that's been the history of a lot of boss fights in previous games, where, like, they wanted to implement them, but didn't have time, so they kind of just threw it off to the side as this little set piece. But I think I love Separate Ways more as, like, a quick pace to the action it's a really it doesn't have a lot of slow moments like the base game does like the lake areas like the big open areas that have a lot of wandering around like if you want to get in on some boss fights and get in on the action going in on separate ways is definitely the way to do it and that's why i love all the encounters and stuff it's just non-stop action and fun pretty much especially if you just like skip the cutscenes and run through it for a challenge or whatever but that's pretty much why i love this whole dlc like there's story parts i love but then the encounters and bosses are just top tier, in my opinion. I think I like them better as a package than the base game. So I guess I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum for that one. Uh, anyways, cycling back to Rin. I hate that goddamn LG Gaunt. <laughs> I hate him. But you know what? I, I digress. Oh, come on. It ain't that hard, man. <laughs> I, I, I just hate him, but I, I digress. I'm going to move on to the next question. Uh, this was fun. Uh, so... The new unlockables. Now, there's a bunch of new unlockables that you get with this update. Uh, you have you played through and got any of these unlockables? Same for mercenaries, where they have like the RPD Leon outfit. Uh, Ada has new costumes uh, that have been redone, like the classic outfit, but a little bit of a modern touch because it's like red and black. Uh, RE2 Ada, they have classic Luis, Wesker, and obviously they have apparel upgrades that do different things like infinite ammo have you toyed with any of these unlockables so far and what do you think of them first i'll go with austin all right as somebody who literally 100 percented the game when it first came out and then every 100 percented it again when the dlc came out and grinded literally over 20 levels of mercenaries just to get the rpd outfit rpd outfit uh yeah uh, some of the lockables are pretty cool, not gonna lie, like, uh, I think they did a nice, uh, in my personal opinion, I still think her original outfit and remake is better than the Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 4 OG outfit. And most of it comes down to that they kind of messed up Resident Evil 4's original, they just gave it like a really weird, they made it more of like a traditional like Chinese dress, which I don't mind. It looks good, it's not bad by any means, it's just that the uh, remake just has a solid design that just fits Ada's personality really well. And the Resident Evil 2 outfit, again, very good. Just does not translate 
Uh, not that it does. Not that it doesn't translate. It just doesn't fit the the updated model for Ada, in my personal opinion. And just the way that it just feels out of place. Where like, if you put the RPD outfit on Leon, he kind of looks kind of badass. Not gonna lie, he kind of looks kind of badass just running around in his his police outfit. Because mostly because it's sort of like a tactical gear look. I think he looks a lot better in that than some of his other outfits in the game. But I do think that they're okay. I think they're suitable. It's just that I think the remakes version just looks the best, and that's what I usually use. But her, I would say her, quote-unquote, her redesign of her original outfit is pretty good. I think it's nice. Uh, some accessories make it look really cool and kind of add some more extra flair. But overall, it's kind of whatever in comparison to her her design her base design but classic luis looks insanely amazing I, I it's honestly i think i love the remake design but the original design that's tra it translates so well in this game i like i i need to use it it looks so good it's this classic look it makes him look a lot more like it's like he's being pretty much he took off the vest and he's got more like skin showing essentially he's less like overcumbered by clothing and it just makes Lu Luis look way better in my opinion and I just like the design and it just translates really well I think they did a really good job and then Wesker's suit just like oh it's just Wesker's suit he looks badass he just he's just dark gloomy mother effer he's ready to pretty much kick ass and take some names I like it. Even though I really like his design in this game, his design is actually pretty cool. It's it's pretty simplistic, kind of like a almost like a businessman type of deal. Overall, they both look good and again translated very well. Uh, the apparel upgrades, you know, they they made freaking Ada like a Neko cat with her uh, with her uh, her professional outfit. Uh, they gave her like wolf and cat tail ears. It's Although it's like kind of because I think they gave similar to Leon in a way, but they gave Ada like a little bit special detail with her stuff because it's kind of crazy with what they did with her apparel wise. Uh, I think uh, if I had to say my favorite outfit for like the like bonus stuff, it's definitely the RPD outfit for Leon because the RPD outfit in Remake Two is super good. And it's one of the best, like, redesigns, in my personal opinion, for his classic outfit. Uh, and the fact that you literally have to S-rank every mercenary's level with every character. Even though that is a bit of annoying to do, it was still really fun to grind those levels and finally get it. And use it in-game. I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I wish we could use it in mercenaries, because that'd be a really cool outfit, but I digress. And, uh... The infinite ammo, you know, that's classic. It's whatever. Uh, I think, I think more so. I was really excited for the outfits. I think overall they were really well done. Um, none of them were bad. I think they all translated pretty well. Some better than others. And uh, it just makes it. It just made me realize that they did a really good job with the redesigns for the remake, and how most of them are either better than the original slash or on par with the originals in terms of likability and how well they're designed. Yeah, it was pretty good. And uh, yeah, I spent probably uh, a long time uh, just getting everything 100%ed and uh, do I regret it? Hard to say.
I'll spend a lot of hours, but I'm pretty happy with all the accomplishments I made on it. So I'll leave it off to Shadow then. I don't have much to say, truthfully. It's um, I'm not really at the the stage where I really chase after too much of that stuff. But I, I will always say it's always nice to obviously throw in like some of the old costumes and such. It's something they've done anyways with all of the old uh, using the charms being the old models from Resident Evil Four. So it makes sense to uh, to kick into that. You know, like personally, I always I was always kind of partial to Ada's dress in. Um, uh, the original RE4, it was kind of a bit silly, but at least I like the design of it. it. was really cool. So it was nice that they kind of threw that back in, even if it made not obviously the most sense of it. But yeah, I, I, I don't have too much to say about it. It makes sense. You know, it's always a nice way to kind of acknowledge the past a little bit and whatever else. Well, I'll chuck them in. Seems good enough to me. All right, Brandon, it's your turn. All right. Um... Uh, okay, so the only thing is I haven't unlocked was the mercenary costume for Leon. So by proxy, I haven't unlocked new Ada um, dress and um, Mafia Leon, I think it was. The other two characters along with Wesker and Amigo. So I haven't unlocked them yet. And um, I have not unlocked her cat ears and butt plug for her professional S plus run yet. Hey, yo. Oh. Hold, on, hold on. Rewind that. You remember what he said, right? Hey, yo. <laughs> 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 this man is wild. Throw it out there casually. Just throw it out there casually, man. <laughs> That's a highlight. Hold on. <laughs> I try to be a family friendly channel. I'm not going to comment on that. All right. I'm, I'm going to sort yourselves. back out of this one. Sort yourselves and move on. Never. My Discord broke at a bad moment. Uh, don't worry about it, man. I said nothing. I'm attempting not to. <laughs> yeah, right. just let them continue. Yeah, so those are all the things I haven't unlocked. Now, um, the stuff you usually unlock is pretty standard. You know, you get your costumes, you got your, you know, special unlockable weapons and whatnot, right? I just wish Ada had something that was a little bit more unique towards her, or definitely in something. Because, like, again, everything's pretty standard, right? But uh, that said, though, um, the stuff you don't unlock, like the costumes, I love Ada's new dress design from her RE4. I personally prefer this one actually over the um over her original appearance because the one thing that I am kind of mixed on in RE4 remake is this sense of style that the characters have because to me Resident Evil 4 probably had one of the best stylized looking characters ever in a series in a series or a game in general so some things didn't necessarily translate to my likings in the remake but Ado's new uh, redesigned dress was um stellar absolutely loved it. No, definitely better than the original. I'll put them at the end. Lois, I am sticking with his classic outfit to a point where I forgot I had it on because I thought it was actually, you know, part of the game. And Wesker, his um black coat outfit, really enough, then doesn't look right in in the game at the end. Almost like they ripped it from um vanilla RE4 and just put it into the game. So Maybe if I use it more and look at it more, maybe it'll grow on me, but I'm not a big fan. I actually like his new design a lot more than his recreated design from original RE4. I don't have much to say because um, the mercenaries question is up next, so I think I'll go ahead and I'll end my turn. All right, Ender Lucian, it is your turn. All righty, so unlockables. I love unlockables, especially the additional characters, because more characters, more loadouts. You can have more fun. 
So unlockable is like the RPD Leon, Ada's dress. They have yeah. Uh I hate how I want to get all the characters on S plus plus on all stages. I don't think that's required for RPD Leon, but I've been doing that and I'm so close to getting it all. I think it's that last stage. I have it on PC as well, so I can just mod it, but it I just like getting unlockables. It's just more rewarding. And that's something the original had, especially with the hand cannon. It was a pain to unlock that. I mean, now it's much easier than it was back then. Because I was so much younger back then. And I just liked how uh, 4 Remake brought that back in. And Tolkien. Okay, so I really enjoyed the unlockables in the base game when it first came out. And I found out you could put, like fucking antlers on Leon's head, the cat ears. I was just like, oh, yes. If I did not have to get the plat for the game, I was like, I'm getting these cat ears because they are the best thing ever. Um, I even played an additional run after getting the ears just to see them. Uh, it was the greatest thing ever. And then so to now have even more unlockables where now... Ada not only has cat ears and a cat tail, I have to now go through just to get those, because, you know, of course, it's it's a cat. So I'm just like, get me involved. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited for these, and it's also really nice to have the cosmetics as well for uh, those who play the game not only numerous times uh, to get achievements, uh, or to check out the other modes. But they're also really nice for those of us who want to do the extra struggle and not only get the S plus on pro, but also try to get the plat. Uh, so it's nice to have like the infinite ammo or the less melee damage taken or do more damage with this, et cetera, et cetera. It's nice to have those cosmetics that kind of actually give you a little boost you need to get in that time crunch when you need to get that S plus. So I'm very pleased with the cosmetics overall. Um, I'm not gonna say too much. I mean, uh, RPD Leon, it is what it is. It's quite a steep unlockable because it's like you, you, the way they kind of did this whole thing is weird to me. I guess that's one thing to bring up. Like you figure that they will leave the hand cannon to S plus plus for everybody, as opposed to a cosmetic being like that for RPD Leon is kind of like a little bit as backwards, but whatever. Um, I haven't gotten it yet, but it looks pretty cool from what I see in cutscenes, and I might go for it someday. As for everything else here uh let's see i mean it's cool that people want to be a cad as ada and and you know they'll be like hey lube up my wife i mean i'm pretty sure some people will probably say that uh re2 ada look pretty cool so did her redesigned outfits uh i was calling 4k there <laughs> sorry about that it threw me off i broke my concentration for a minute uh, the Chinese dress looked pretty fine. Uh, I like the black and red. It, it's sort of like a nice contrast. I don't know why there's a lot of people that hate that outfit, but I, I think it was pretty interesting in my opinion. I, I thought it was a nice redesign. Of course, would I want them to try to bring in a more classical design? Yes, but this is not bad either. Um, moving on to the costumes for other people. Luis looks 
honestly, I'm gonna say I, I, I like classic Luis better. I, I just feel like the white shirt stands out more than what he had in the base game with the darker colors. And uh, Wesker is Wesker, in my opinion. Um, I, I do think that the turtleneck looks kind of weird on him with the new model, but as I see it more in action, I kind of get used to it. Uh, it. It looks fine for, for the most part. It's just that initial sort of reaction kind of threw me off a little bit with that outfit. I just wish that you could have gotten that outfit in the classic Luis outfit in Mercenaries, but I digress. And everything else is Peachy King for infinite ammo or upgrades or uh, stuff that you'll use if you go for those higher S ranks. And we'll go to Gaming Fan. I've actually uh, not received all the unlockables. I've gotten kind of the base ones that you get for kind of just beating it and doing a few of the challenges, but like the infinite ammo thing or like the cat stuff, I don't have any of that, but... um. I don't mind any of Ada's um, extra outfits. I wouldn't say either one looks particularly better. Again, I don't have any like sort of nostalgia for these characters, so their base outfits don't matter as much to me. But I will say, actually, one thing I care more about than the apparel for Ada is actually the hair colors. Because depending on the hair colors, I, I swear certain outfits just look a little better. Like the blonde hair somehow makes Ada work a little better. It, yeah, blonde team, for sure. Heck yeah, <laughs> but uh, I thought that just worked a little bit better. I, I didn't try Classic Luis. I don't really have an opinion on it. It's just another outfit. If you want it, it doesn't look better or worse to me. It's just another outfit. Wesker, though, I, I equipped Wesker with his new outfit without remembering it. So I beat this DLC like the day it came out. And then I came back to just last night to prepare for this. I forgot I had it equipped. And he just, to me, it, he just like, showed up so seamlessly like he just looked cooler he looked more villainy and i really i just really like that one i can't see myself going back to the base design anymore because just he just looked so cool in the with the black on but um i rpd leon i i don't have it i can't comment on it <laughs> i don't really i mean i plan on doing it for sure but i just don't have many comments for any of the other stuff because i don't have it so Back to Ren with the next question. Okay, we're gonna make a little bit of a shift here because uh, my co-host, one of my co-hosts, they have to go, which is Tolkien. So we're gonna turn question seven into question eight. Uh, and uh, that's gonna be, well, we'll talk about Mercs like last, so to speak, that'll make it better. Uh, so there's been this controversy about the DLC being way too overpriced at $10. So I'm sure everyone has seen it where people were like, oh, a $10 DLC were getting ripped off or people have incorrectly said that Separate Ways launched originally on the GameCube with RE4. And I'm just like, no, that was re-released content. What do you guys think of those assumptions and opinions and personal feelings on that matter? And do you think the price is justified for $10 in your eyes, given the controversy? First, we'll go with Austin. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure I talked with this about Ren in the past with the whole Twitter feed and stuff. But and I've I've know people who have been kind of uh, adamant about it. And I was like, OK, well, why do you think this is bad? And they gave me a really poor answer. I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to leave this conversation because clearly your priorities are way 
way too different than mine to have this conversation. So good day. I'll be out of here. I'm just gonna say is that ten bucks for literally what <laughs> uh, some games are equipped to length and replayability for ten bucks, and you also get and also the mercenaries is DLC is free, which we'll talk about later. But ten bucks for essentially the second part of a campaign that you literally had to buy a console and the game again just to play if you didn't have that console. Back in 2000, what was it, 4 or 5 when Resident Evil 4 came out? So yeah, it's a little crazy to me that some people, and by the way, in this day and age where, yeah, 10 bucks for some people is something and for others it's not. But ten bucks for a DLC that is was if you think about it this way, Resident Evil Seven had DLC that was like twenty or thirty bucks, except for the Chris DLC that had equivalent to about two to three hours, but it was like in multiple sets, and those were almost triple the price of separate ways. Yet separate ways is ten bucks and almost equates to the same amount of replayability slash equivalent length to those all combined. So, I don't know what to say other than uh, it is stupid, and I think the price point was justified, and I don't think people should have made a big deal about it. That is my personal take. I'll give it away to Shadow. Yeah, I, I think 10 bucks isn't too bad. Um, I think for what you get, uh, a story that's going to run sort of about, like, you know, say ballpark six hours or something um i don't think it's too bad and there's some extra bits and thrown in as well with like mercenaries we'll talk about in a moment um i know one or two people um that when i was doing my series were kind of questioning about it i think definitely if it was a case of there was say uh, a lot of kind of reused assets in the game then definitely that's a question like it could have um perhaps uh, posed to folks that maybe not so but there's some reused stuff obviously going throughout the village and stuff bits and pieces again but there was also some stuff that was not used in the main game as well so i, I can't really criticize as far as that so i also think as well like 10 bucks is it's not a ton um you know i definitely think like back to resident evil 3 i guess i have i'll bring up and say you know like that game if you want to still get that from like Steam, they're still like forty dollars or something, um, which is you know a, a much more reasonable chunk of change. I know one person who still feels that RA three should have just been like a big DLC um, to Resident Evil two, and I can kind of understand they're coming from that. So no, I, I think ten bucks is is fine. Uh, I've paid a lot more for a lot worse. Um, you know, even the inclusions of the mercenaries, uh, which you know you could say, oh well, you know this is. It should have been in there, and that's what this all boils down to. Um, you know, people will will poke on and say, "Oh, well, when I when the older isn't even full, uh, I don't have to pay anything for any of this DLC. So why should I pay for it now?" It's 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 not how economics works anymore. Um, developers are in a position where they can do this, and they will do it because that's how they make more money. Um, and obviously, well. You know, the original DLC, if you want to call it that, all the extra stuff for Resident Evil 4 uh, was not bad for its price point, which was, you know, having the game already. It, it's just not that way anymore. And I think people need to uh, to kind of realize that. But I think that's where a lot of this comes from, is people trying to use this as a chance to, like, I don't know, like, get back at developers and say, you know, we pay too much for content. And whereas I think, like, a lot of games, I think we get probably a pretty 
pretty decent price point anyway so uh, uh, 10 bucks i i think 10 bucks from the experience i paid was was totally fine um i might argue i think it may be even maybe a better price point than the dlc for uh resident evil village which i think was about the same 10 12 bucks something like that um i'd say i probably got more out of this than that hmm next up is interlution all right so uh i don't understand i mean i guess when it first was announced because not everybody knew like that this would be one of the best resident evil dlc's in a while but yeah being 10 bucks okay for me and maybe not for others but like i literally got as much content as i did with re3 remake and i spent 60 dollars on that but yeah back in the day when the as mentioned before you literally if you bought on the gamecube it didn't have separate ways you needed to buy a new system and then on top of that buy the game again if you wanted to play separate ways so there was that so i feel like it was 100 percent worth it with this uh price point for this dlc brandito um uh, wait, see, I also had a sentiment of it should have been there because Capcom has an inconsistent history of DLC practices and having stuff for a game at launch. Because I know Democrat 5, for example, is a part of one example of having like no post launch support outside of maybe Bully Palace, but that was already in the game, right? Then you got to go into the other RE games. R2 had a game mode cut, R3 had a game mode cut, so people thought R um, separate ways was getting cut or some other things were getting cut, right? So I understand the sentiment of it. It should have been there, or it's in time with the main story. I get it, but I don't agree with it. As everybody else pointed out, that we live in an age where, you no, know, it's easy to get, you know, content for a couple of bucks, so $10. Uh, granted, I haven't paid for it, because uh, a game share was with their own rent, so uh, I might be out loud here. But I don't, I don't have a problem with the price point of it being $10. And granted, you could argue, yeah, sure, certain things out there call Certain DLCs that cost $10, you get more content out of it. But that also goes um, on the flip side where you get less content. I mean, hey, I think RE4 Separate Ways has more content than a lot of DLCs that cost $20, you know? So it, it will come down to your preference and the value of your dollar at the end of the day, whether you think it's worth it or not. But that being said, though, I do think Separate Ways is worth um, $10. Because, like, think about it. You get so much. You get, you get a campaign that has a longer time attack score than Resident Evil 3 Remake. Let that sink in for a second. Like, Resident Evil 3 Remake got roasted again just for existing things in separate ways for having so much content in it. <laughs> like, that game can catch a break, so, like, just keep that in mind. A lot of, you know, modern gamers don't have, didn't grow up with some of the older um, console generations where you need to buy a new version of the game to experience the full package because you, it's impossible to, you know, do DLC that's not part of um, certain consoles like the Xbox. You could get DLC from that system. Or PC side of things when, you know, expansions were, you know, the most prevalent at the time. So I think people feel a little, I guess, entitled to several ways being, you know, cheaper or free because of how RE4, there are more copies of RE4 that come with the game mode than not. Because the only version that, that doesn't have it, as far as I'm concerned, is the um, GameCube version. In contrast to every freaking remaster that it has at this point. So that version already 4 is more accessible than 
the GameCube version. So from that mentality, oh, I could get why people were, were a little offended by it. But I don't agree with it. No. You get what you pay for, and I think it's worth the quality product. And I'll pass on to whoever's next on here. Right. All right, Tolkien, it's your turn. And since you have to leave, I guess you get outro after this. Uh, sure. Um, so as far as my opinion for the DLC, I think people complaining about it is just dumb. I mean, you can decide if you want to buy it or not. If you don't think it's worth the $10, then don't buy it. Just stop whining. Um, I, in my opinion, think it is way underpriced for what I thought it was going to be. I knew several people that were very shocked that it was anything less than $20, $19.99, however you want to say it. Um, because it's a, Cap it's a Capcom game. It's Resident Evil. I think everybody expected it to be more than that. So I don't understand the whining for it being $10. You're getting a six plus hour campaign DLC, depending on how you play it. Uh, with multiple runs, you've got cosmetics, you've got unlockables, um, achievements. I think it's well worth the $10. I would have even paid to the 20 for it that I had expected it to be. Um, so I, as I said, I really don't understand why people are whining about it. I think it's no big deal. Um, but that's just me. Um, now I'm finished with that. I just want to thank Grant for allowing me to be on this podcast. I enjoyed being part of the uh, remake when it came out all those months ago. I am grateful I could be on the this one for the DLC. Had a lot of fun. Uh, I, you guys can find me on Twitter and YouTube uh, at Lady Tolkien. Um, but thank you so much. Um, back to Ren. Yeah, thank you for being here, Tolkien. I'm going to give my opinion on what I thought about the $10 controversy. So, uh, all right. Uh, I've been in numerous discussions about this and I'm, I'm just going to be blunt about it. I kind of, okay. So if people were like, well, I kind of grew up with the PS2 version. So I kind of expected it to be there. Okay. Yeah. That I understand that viewpoint, but it doesn't negate the fact that the original, like the original, original copy of RE4 for GameCube did not launch with separate ways. And and I see people saying, well, Assignment Ada. It's like, well, I, I played Assignment Ada and it has no story. You're just doing a collect-a-thon. I know it's content gone. And they kind of reworked that anyway into separate ways because you're going on a collect-a-thon with a story with Louise, who is an infinitely better character, whereas the original has no characterizations, just that one intro of Ada and Wesker talking and the final outro of them talking, and that's it. And it feels like a giant rework where it's more important as opposed to being like a overglorified 20, 30 minute minigame. And I understand like it, some of the stuff launched with initial versions. Okay, I get that. Uh, however, that being said, I, number one, I feel people saying that it was in the original, original version really don't understand how good they got it, because if that was the case, we go back in time, right? We had to pay like $50 for like Resident Evil 4 on GameCube, then moving on to the PS2, you got to pay like about 300, 200, whatever the PS2 was at the time. Uh, to experience this new content on top of the game itself, which is like $50. So that's like $350. Uh, 
just to play an extra piece of content. Now it's just 10. It, it's, it's significantly shorter than what you had to go through in order to get this new version. So $10 really isn't that big of an issue. Honestly, I like I can go out and just fucking, I can spend more on like a taco these days for more money than um uh, buying separate ways these days uh, i i i know the version i bought on ps2 was like 50 but i uh, maybe there was a price cut but still that is significantly higher than what it is now and and a lot of re channels like uh, let's talk resident evil was sort of pointing that out like we kind of really got it good compared to the last time and and I'm surprised as well that the DLC was 10 bucks because Capcom usually makes it like 20. I was like, they did that for Village, and I kind of, I kind of saw people were like on that game's case. I was like, oh, maybe they'll do the same thing because Capcom is like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, they're kind of money hungry. Uh, so they threw people a bone with this game. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot lower than what I thought it would be in terms of pricing. So, um, that's readily shocking and it almost feels like you could say it's, it's a sort of a pro-consumer move in a way because it's like it could have been a lot higher than it is now uh and then the other thing is that well if you look at it this way it's like capcom has put in a lot of content with this game it, it what justifies the cost uh when you look at it so you got like five to six hours infinitely replayable because you can go back and play on other modes unlockables you got unlockables you got the mercenaries characters which people also egregiously said oh because mercenaries is free the dlc is going to be free no that's not how it works uh that was a mistake that people sort of mixed up uh and you got the unlockables from that so this giant update could translate to hours upon hours of gameplay and the final nail in the coffin is what brandon said where he said like you think about RE3 Remake, that was a $60 game for less, less costumes and everything. This game has more costumes than RE3 Remake. Let it sink in, and it really, really starts to hurt a little bit when you start thinking about it. I, I, I was like, damn, well, for what we got, we got a lot more than a full retail game that Calcom put out, which is pretty damning. Uh, even a boss that resembles what should have been in that game. So I, 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 the way I look at it is just point for point. It's, it's a fun game. It's a fun experience. I, I think the time made up for it as well as the content. And it really hurts me as an RE fan to say it's more costumes than Remake 3. It's like, holy shit. And for a low price, it's something you would not expect Capcom to do in a million years, but they actually did it with this release. And I think they knew that they got so much goodwill from RE4. They were like, well, fuck it. We'll make it $10 and see how people react to it. And that's kind of what they did. Uh, now I'm not going to talk about how their Street Fighter skins are priced. That's a whole different podcast entirely. If you want to talk about ripoffs, you could bring that up. But uh, I, I, I think that pretty much more or less resolves my point. Next up is gaming fan. What do you think of this whole controversy on the $10 price tag? I think that I will not be spending full price on the RE3 remake after what I've been hearing. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a pirate that crap. <laughs> I don't condone piracy. <laughs> it, but, it's still 40 bucks. It's crazy. Yeah, I checked it. It's still 40 But um, I think, in short, the people who are complaining about it being 10 bucks are moronic. I mean, my goodness, the amount of work that went into this whole new story, the amount of motion capture, the amount of 
you know, the writing, all these, the new areas that do exist, right? And there are some asset flips here and there. They, they do exist, but like, my goodness, who cares? <laughs> so much work was put into it. Like you were talking about all that replayability. Just, I can't even wrap my mind about complaining about that. I have played games, full games, shorter than that crap. Like during the 360 era, we were getting a lot of these sort of uh, visual, visually pleasing games that were like no length of time whatsoever. What's the the Order 1886, the PS4 launch title? Oh, yeah. It's like less than half of the length of this $10 DLC with like, so much replay value. I think the Force Unleashed 2 was shorter than Separate Ways. I think Halo 5 was even shorter than Separate Ways. Like, so many... <laughs> I just cannot wrap my brain around thinking that that's a ripoff. I just can't do it. I'm gonna leave it at that. It's moronic. I'm done here. It's back to Ren. Oh, yeah. I, I, I certainly agree. It's like one of those things where you could probably find games with less replay value, uh, less costumes, as we talked about with Remake 3, a lot more uh I, I i definitely think see all the good kind of outweighs the cons on that and the price point is one of those things where it's like it's much cheaper than re dlc even before it i'm pretty sure it was even cheaper than getting desperate escape and the other one uh loss of nightmares for re5 it had to be like 20 dollars, i think or a little bit higher but uh still you're getting the great guarantee for the bang for your buck and I, I say you know keep it up because I'm always for games being cheaper if they wanted to be cheaper. It's like as long as you deliver quality, uh, I'll be there to get those expansions. Uh, so I would still pay twenty bucks for it too, if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I I feel like it's so good I would have paid it, but I, I probably think that if it was twenty, it would have been a little bit more of a critical eye from some people saying that you know they did shove. Um, mercenaries in there and all that other stuff but then you can make the argument hey mercenaries is free in this game uh so there you go it's like you know tomato tomato but uh i'm going to talk about the merc stuff now where they added an ada and wesker for free and i want to get overall opinions on the functionality of those characters we're gonna start with austin all right so <clears throat> Uh, not only Ada and Wesker was added, but we got a alternate Ada and a alternate Leon with the update, if I remember correctly, because I, I had to unlock uh, Mafia Leon. Um, start with Ada. Uh, Ada, she is literally pretty good. I think base Ada is really good. She uh, is technically like a quicker version of Leon, but less powerful in some ways, even though she does have a way better, like, arsenal with her handgun. And she has the crossbow, which is arguably pretty good in the mercenaries mode. Um, overall, she's, uh, she's a fast character. She has the least amount of health, which is very pro prominent, because I believe in OG Resident Evil 4 uh, mercenaries, she did have the lowest health in mercs, like, very low. She barely had any. <clears throat> uh, Wesker is over, uh, overpowered, like, to a degree that is insane, to the point where, like, oh, Krauser doesn't even hold a candle to him, because I main Krauser, because he can get pretty insane with his knife attacks, because they're very powerful, but he can literally block insta-kills from any of the, uh, Salvadors and Super Salvador in Mercenaries. It is insane. He has a very good handgun that does good damage. A little slow, but it's still very good. He has the Killer 7, which is pretty strong. 
Otherwise, uh, he does not have a knife, but his main ability is insane and pretty much gives him god mode. Uh, yeah, he... One of the most fun mercenary characters because he is bat. He is just crazy insane how to play. And then you got Mafia Leon, who arguably is better than Base Leon because just the uh, Chicago typewriter or the Chicago machine gun is uh, pretty good. And, and with coupled with his ability, it's pretty insane. And I literally had a way easier time using that gun, even though it does take a long time to reload. And then we had a uh, we had a Dress Ada, which is her Resident Evil 4 original, and she, that one's a little weirder. I feel like her combination of weapons is she has the TMP, and I feel like it's the TMP is good, and remake is way better than the original in my opinion, but it definitely was a little bit harder to get used to that variation of Ada with her skill set and her ability, but. She does start with the RPG, which is very good to with some uh, encounters, especially with uh, Super Salvador. But yeah, overall, all the characters are super fun. Wesker is insanely fun, and he's as OP as he was like in the original. Very fun, amazing. Uh, nothing more to say at that point. Take it away, Shadow. Yeah, uh, I gave the deals uh, the, the the mercenaries a quick spin. Uh, I didn't get time to do very much. I didn't record any of it on the channel, but um, yeah, the, everything felt pretty fine. I've been pretty critical of mercenaries in the last couple of editions, also when they sort of changed it um, to like this sort of first person thing, and obviously changing it for the village, which they had to do because obviously village is not designed for the, the third player stuff, and you know, had to kind of build mercenaries around it, but. I didn't really enjoy it at all. Um, I did enjoy Mercenaries in Remake 4, though. I thought it was kind of, you know, it felt kind of a bit more like what it used to be. Um, I enjoyed it a lot more. And, yeah, the characters they added in for this kind of go into it. Um, they're pretty strong. They're going to be pretty strong. You know, you're paying extra money. Why not have some people with uh, a lot of strength? Uh, you know, which makes total sense. Um, I, I gave Ada a spin. She was fine. Uh, Wesker is pretty entertaining, though. Um, obviously, kind of going into his whole extra stuff that he can do. Um, being able to just, like, hit the fact his, his overcharge is basically just beating up dudes um, is obviously pretty satisfying. Um, and his weaponry is actually pretty solid as well. You have to use him kind of carefully, though. Um, he hits really hard, but, um, like, you've got to be pretty accurate what you're doing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it I, for what it was. Um, I think it's a nice addition to it. I mean, Mercies anyways, like, it's gone a long way from back in the old sort of days where it was kind of more of a, uh, you know, a, a game of kind of what's your technique and how, you know, and like how good are you at the game. It's not really so much now. Now it's more of just kind of a basically go in and just beat the shit out of a load of dudes um and have a good time really so you know i've got no issues with the game kind of uh trending more in that direction for the mercenaries it's it's totally fine um but yeah i i played the extra characters and yeah it was fun um you know some people are into that thing a lot more than i am it doesn't really worry too much nowadays and i haven't had a lot of time with everything i've been stuck into to really kind of explore very much but from what i played it was it was pretty decent and yeah if you haven't given wesker a spin you should play him at least once and you have a lot of fun Brandito, what do you think about Ada and Wesker? Um, I would say they're actually really good additions. Now, Ada surprised me actually because she's actually stronger than Leon in terms of raw firepower. She's just, I think, a low slower in the reload department, which kind of makes sense to make up for it. But yeah, Ada, uh, 
She's definitely a lot better than what she was in the original. And granted, so was Leon, though, but ironically enough, Leon's still probably one of the weaker characters in this one, behind Lewis, potentially. But yeah, Ada's definitely got a nice glow up in, um, in Mercenaries. I have not, I have not locked Dress in, uh, in Maki Leon, so I won't comment on them, so. But yeah, Ada, love her. Uh, now, Wesker. Wesker is a god. I absolutely love this man. He plays so clean. I... I, I love this man. I I hope he's like this in uh, Resident Evil 5. Please, Kako, keep it consistent, right? But that being said, though, like I actually really do enjoy the balancing behind Resident Evil 4's mercenaries, because each character has a, a particular strength and weakness. Wesker, despite being an absolute unit, he does have one weakness, though. He only has, what, one, uh, sorry, two guns. I actually really not predicted this. He's either going to have a handgun and a magnum, or a rifle and a, and a um, magnum, something like this. Some kind of stuff like that. His weapon loadout is technically slow, but powerful. His handgun is only has 10 bullets, which is unfortunate. And reload speed, and I think the fire speed is kind of lacking, is really bad. But considering the amount of power you get behind the character, though, it purposely balanced him out. Because Capcom definitely wanted you to use his melee powers more so than anything else. The guns are, for the most part, a last resort. Or you try to um, play distance between certain enemies, like the um, chainsaw guys, if you don't want to go in... I'll go ham with the melee, right? But uh, that being said, though, like the balance between the characters is pretty good. There's two characters that could have been better, but overall, like they did a solid job with the um, package with these characters and mercenaries. I don't share the same sentiment as Shadow does with Resident Evil 8. I personally love these mercenaries, but 4 is definitely a step in the right direction on how mercenaries should be. It should be a small, a small map, a bunch of enemies coming after you, and you going absolutely ham trying to keep your score up. Or you get the best score possible. So I, I hope that this is the future of Mercenaries. Give us abilities, improve upon it, innovate, you name it. And I'll go ahead and get my turn to Claire if she wants to go. Mm, Claire, you're still here? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, my Discord's acting up. That's fine. Uh, did you hear the question? Uh, can you repeat it? Uh, we're talking about Ada and Wesker and mercenaries and thoughts on those characters and their gameplay. Alright. I mean, I've always liked Ada. She's just... She's, so, like, she's really, really strong. We all know that. She's pretty badass. Wesker... Wesker's Wesker. It's really hard to, like, describe him because, I mean, he's just, like, all sorts of just really cool thing like things and all and then like i don't really have a whole lot on the mercenaries but i mean all the characters were like really really cool and very fascinating right. so i'm gonna give it to interlution <laughs> all right fair enough interlution is your turn all right so ada i love playing as her in mercenaries uh it's much easier to keep combos because she has a grapple gun actually so let's say there's an enemy further away i can just quickly grapple them and keep my combo and wesker i love playing as him he is god literally op but i've noticed because i'm probably just bad especially on the last level they added Wesker barely has health. I mean, there is health around the map you can grab around, but if you, like, drain through health, you don't, like, get any more health. So you just gotta not get hit. And, uh, I like the additions with the, uh, 
pinstripe leon with the chicago typewriter it was actually my first time using the chicago typewriter because i have not played any of the professional mode on the base game so that was really cool and same with uh ada's dress the rocket launcher i barely used honestly because i just wasn't used to it because she's the only one who has the rocket launcher but sometimes i'd use it on the super salvador which is an insane enemy just like the original game Anyways, that's it. Okay, so it's my turn to talk about these characters. Uh, I did unlock everyone. I, I don't have a lot of experience with Mafia Leon or uh, the Chinese dress Ada. Uh, all I know is that Ada has the RPG crossbow and uh, Leon has the Chicago typewriter. Definitely their loadouts are better than the originals for sure. Like you have a lot more options to choose from. I, I just kind of wish that uh, they they would have done something a little bit more differently. Maybe with like their melees or something like that. But you know, I digress. This, uh, beggars can't be choosers. However, that being said, they are definitely better than their original counterparts for sure. Unless you miss like the handguns, which is, you know, I, I never really liked uh, Leon's base loadout with handgun and shotgun anyway. I, I just thought that that was just super basic. Uh, that being said, Wesker, I'm gonna start with Wesker. This man is a freaking powerhouse. I'm talking. I I've done shit on live stream where I I've never expected it. Like, I remember the Bella Chainsaw sister tried to get me with the fatal blow, and Wesker parried and hit the Bella sister. And I'm like, why am I not dead? I'm supposed to be dead. He can actually parry fatal blows. Uh, that can kill you. So that is extremely powerful and in the right hands that will save you from danger no problem it is cited with the weakness that brandon's were like was talking about with how if wesker uh is running around with a handgun it doesn't have a good firing rate and you have to really time your shots and it could be a bit slow but the offset is he can parry fatal blows and do crippling damage to people and not only that his uh sort of mayhem move you can just keep punching the guy to death for like sub boss material is absolutely insane uh i i also noticed something else i don't know if it's just me but i also think with these characters if you aren't really looking for because like they don't have any sort of health in their inventory you gotta go out your way and look and find health because i noticed with wesker like it was times where if i didn't go out of my way and look for healing then i would get in a situation and i wouldn't have any healing items and I, i'd be fucked so that's something you have to be conscious of too is that you have to go around and find stuff uh first aids uh green herbs because you don't have that luxury of having a healing item unlike some people uh and Ada's fine. Like, I, of course, I still believe, I'm not 100%, but correct me if wrong, I still believe she has the lowest health rate of the game. So, but, but the only thing that offsets that is that her moves are better than the original and her handgun and all the other stuff is still pretty good as well to use. So I didn't have much of an issue like utilizing that character and um getting s plus plus on certain stages it's just you got to be careful how many times you get hit because she has the lowest health range as opposed to wesker it's like 
mid to good uh so the characters were very great in my opinion i i thought they were dope for what they added and i i just think that for the unlockables it's still the hand cannon still should have been s plus plus because that thing is super broken oh yeah and that's one thing that i i failed to mention now since we're talking about stages uh docs is that stage is awful oh it's awful because one of the mini bosses there i, I think they just plop in like the super chainsaw salvadors and it's no indication of where they are so i was fighting on that stage at one point and it was like i think two or three of them i turned around i died insta kill i'm like oh uh, how did that happen I, I i know they spawned but somehow they got behind me it's the worst thing yeah. ever hey ram i have a cut in real quick sure go ahead yeah i'm glad you mentioned that too because the one issue that this game has over its um vanilla kind of part is the sound design or i should say like thereof because you know in the original the enemies will sometimes talk or have a distinct sound that lets you know they're behind you or whatever this game doesn't necessarily have that as an option or so, not as an option just a mechanic or you know indicator right yeah so, almost every single time as salvador's on the screen he's always behind me and the sound, chainsaw does not queue up until i at least look at him that's when the sound comes on so that's that's a little annoyance issue i have with um dealing with this, with um that stage because enemies will just pop out of nowhere and just attack you and then you got super bosses just you don't know where the hell they're at until it's too late i agree there's there's visual evidence of this too when i was playing with leon on stream and i was trying to do the s plus with him i was like where's the sound because normally the the super salvadors you can hear them from yards out in the original like they, they make the screaming noise oh, and you can hear them constantly do it over and over again whereas this one is like okay now these guys are behind me and i can't hear them until i actually look at them that's actually a fault in the design because it makes it very unfair to get s ranks on that stage what you kind of have to do is it's very lame on how to play docs but you kind of have to get in like a solid corner if they spawn the super salvadors so you don't get like gang banged and I've never had to play that way on mercenaries ever it's the first time this game has ever made me do that so I, I know I definitely didn't like it compared to the other stages at all I, I feel like the other three stages fine the island's fine castle's fine except for the Garador sometimes but I just grenade them and then the other one's fine uh but village is like that's perfect uh but this one is like gonna be the hardest to get S plus plus on for a lot of people guaranteed and I'm going to move over to Gaming Fan. Any opinion on mercenaries whatsoever with West Grenada? I'll say it's not with the docs level. I never really had a problem with it because he spawned in the same spot every time I saw him. So I don't. And plus, there's a visual. They have visual cues to that as well. So I mean, I mean, if they don't make noise before you look at them, that is faulty design. But I never have problem with it personally. I. I mean, here's the if, thing that gets hectic if there's only it's, it has to be like two or three of them if it's one yeah that's that's fair enough i took out like one of them no problem i saw them ahead of time but when it's two the game starts to get a little bit weird with it with the sound and where you can't hear them and i definitely died like twice due to them being behind me and no noise is being made it's like literally they pulled a solid snake on me hmm that never happened to me but i'll 
take your word for it, I guess. I say test I, it out because it, it has happened on like two occasions. I'm like, what the? How did you get behind me? I don't know. But regardless of everybody else, uh, for everybody else, um, honestly, I did like some of the uh, skin versions of these characters because I just don't like the full autos as much in this game. Uh, it, it's just a per it's a preference thing, but I mean, I like the outfits, but the actual full auto weapons, I just I don't know why. I feel like I'm wasting a lot of ammo when I use them, so I just don't usually do it. But unlocking them was actually really fun, and it, I, I'm going to have one critique, actually, of this whole thing. Ada and Leon's mayhem mode are the exact same, and that's kind of disappointing. Like, why would Ada not have her own thing? It kind of just blends them in together and, like, maybe some cool grapple animation or something that would insta-kill at, like, I don't know, when I saw Ada was the same as Leon, I got really disappointed, but... I agree with you on that 100%. But everyone else does, so I guess it's not the worst thing ever, but... Um, like, my dislike for the full autos has nothing to do with the quality of the game, that's just me being me. <laughs> I'm just being a little nitpicky about it, but man, Wesker, ah, <laughs> Wesker is so cool. The first time I, the first time I uh, booted up Wesker, I didn't know what he did, so I parried someone, right, as you do. I noticed he used his fist, and then when I did the melee counter... My eyes just widened. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> what the crap? That was the most fun game of mercenaries I've ever had. Next to playing Hunk as Master Chief with the PC mod, that was also really good. But, um, I mean, great additions. I mean, they were free, right? Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, all the all the right. characters, stages that they added in for mercenaries, all free. All right, sweet. So, I mean, I don't know what to complain about aside from that one Ada thing. I mean, they're just awesome. No. I have no real critique outside of the Mayhem mode for Ada. A++, or S+, I should say. S++. Uh, Leon S+, plus Kennedy. All right, so we're... <laughs> Leon S, S+, plus Kennedy. Yeah, the third. That's, that's actually one of the achievements, uh, from what I remember. It was pretty Is funny. Is it really? Yeah, Leon S+, plus Kennedy. If you get S rank on uh, RE4 in a certain mode. RE2. That's funny. Oh, it's RE2? Oh, shit. Yeah, RE4 has one with Ada. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's lame. Come on. <laughs> you should have carried it over, but uh, we're going to open the floor to questions now that uh, everyone can now talk and sort of converse and any final thoughts that we have before we end the podcast. Uh, Ender Lucian, I know you had a couple of things on your mind. Uh, what everybody think about the soundtrack, I, I liked a lot of the tracks that I've heard. I... I noticed Ada's theme, like a remix type of remake type of thing in that from RE2, because that was originally in RE2. They Funny also remixed a typewriter from RE4. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was another one. And then uh, there there was another track. It was a uh, filch. How do you say it? This. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in chat. <laughs> I can't say that. Infiltration? Oh, okay. Yeah, infiltration. Yeah, that that was a remix track that wasn't like in the base game. That that was uh in the castle. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I just like the soundtrack. Yeah, I I you thought it was fine. For... Oh, uh, real quick, you talk about mm -hmm. the separate ways or the game in general? Oh, separate ways. Separate ways. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I think I said I get to get my point real quickly. I liked it. No, it was still pretty good. I still kind of prefer the original soundtrack, you know, for RE4 in general. But Separate Ways mm -hmm. did such a fantastic job doing remixes. Kind of like how Resident Evil 3 did it, but uh, they're just not as 
I guess grind or remember them at the end. But yeah, so it, it was still a solid soundtrack. I had no no complaints about its quality. Yeah, I that's good. <clears throat> Sorry, go. No, oh, voice went there, probably. No. Oh, that's fine. No, uh, I was gonna say that it, it's good. Uh, at least. I mean, we've already ranted about this before, and I've already ranted about it, but I, I kind of didn't like the whole them going minimal for RE2 Remake. I, I just thought that was kind of weird, and there's a few standout, like, tracks, but it was very, very few. Uh, this did harken back to the original, tried to put a little bit of a jazzy twist on certain, like, sounds and everything and, and remixes, and I thought Ada's theme being remixed really fit her character for this it was really great to hear that once again from mari 2 uh so the soundtracks themselves are actually pretty nice i i enjoy them a lot no like personally i haven't minded kind of them scaling back the uh the the, the sort of the audio tracks i mean it, it's obviously like a very much a bigger thing uh sort of like in the late 90s going to 2000s because we don't have as much to be able to show off on the gameplay wise and your graphics are more limited you know you, you tell the story for the mediums you have available that's why you know obviously like with the you know tons of like diary entries and and you know and people writing stuff on walls and that sort of thing is one way of telling the story and the other one way you tell the story is with music and soundtracks it's not to say they don't do that nowadays but uh maybe capcom just kind of wanted to take that different tone and i've been okay with the minimalist sort of style uh, maybe it was taken a little bit to the nth degree on occasion in sort of like remake two perhaps and maybe could have done with a touch extra bit here and there which i think they did with three and i think they ultimately did with this game um continue that trend with uh with remake with the dlc uh, but i personally not mind it too much i think it's kind of nice it's kind of like trying to you know let the game kind of tell its own sort of story and you know you kind of its own sort of vibe um you know I personally have always found it a little, I don't want to say jarring, but like I've seen like playing like obviously Remake 2, but like with the old soundtrack. And for me, I've, I've never really been a big fan of it. Like, you know, the old soundtrack's good and it works with Resident Evil 2, but that was in 1998. You know, the remake came 20 years later. It's just a different vibe. And, you know, as awesome as like some of the old RPD themes are and some of the boss themes and such go, like it's it's emblematic of a different era so um the way to get around that is like having stuff like that nowadays but kind of remixing old sort of themes which they lifted with ada's stuff and that sort of thing which they already have done and have done before um notably with ada in resident evil 6 they kind of remixed her theme a little bit at the very end of that which was obviously a nice touch and stuff um and i think that's the way to go about it but i i i don't think you need to have music blaring at all hours of all days like there's times and to have kind of much more quieter moments and i think the i think this game did a decent job of that overall i i think that uh, it's oh go ahead brendan i want to say this though like with resident evil 2 remake soundtrack that one gets a lot of bad rub because of how poorly implemented the soundtrack was for that game because you literally can't hear it most of the time it's like sometimes the things are just a little too quiet you know what i mean yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It was a little too much at times. I, I like the principle. I like the direction. I actually felt it went with the vibe um, and with the game sort of style pretty well, but it was a little too much that way. And I think they responded to that with uh, Remake 3. I think Remake 3 was about right. I mean, you know, you've got your kind of more bombastic situations and music kind of going with it. But like, you know, what I still say by far the best part of the game 
going to the hospital and when you get to the hospital it's very low-key it's very kind of quiet and you know very mm. unsure what's going on which is obviously fits the vibe of that sort of thing so there's definitely times to, to to exercise that it doesn't have to be often and always and with a dlc like you can be a bit more liberal with your with your use of music um because you've already played the main game it's additional content so you can be a bit more blase about it which i think this game definitely does do well what i was actually trying to get at though was um the I like the fact that Capcom decided to keep the original structure of the original soundtrack for Resident Evil 3, just obviously like, you know, remix it or return or whatever. But the reason, I think the reason why they did that, in contrast to just making a new soundtrack from the ground up, because of the reputation Resident Evil 2 had. Because again, you couldn't hear it most of the time, so therefore people thought all oh, the soundtrack was bad. But when you flip on the classic soundtrack, you hear it literally most of the time, in contrast. So, like, whoever did the audio, they fumbled hard on that one, which in return, wouldn't let Capcom do more unique sounds for feature soundtracks. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it wasn't the concept that was bad. It was it was the way they executed it. I think was left some bits to be desired. I think the idea was was, was sound. Like I said before, I, I I don't I don't think that all of their music is terrible. Like the Super Tyrant theme sounds fine. I, I went on record and said that sounds fine, but. I'm I I'm 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 not a fan of how it was particularly done, and I'm not a fan of the whole fact where it's like it's a little bit too quiet in almost every section of the game. And I, I think the reason why I like the soundtrack here in RE4 is because you know bombastic, uh, survival horror or or more or less like survival action game where you're going around shooting all these baddies and and the soundtrack is pulse pounding. I, I think it's more dramatic and fits there. And as you said, like RE3 is a good balance where there's some parts that's like slow creeping and quiet and then there's other parts where music is exactly where it needs to be and i don't think it was you know you kind of got to have a mixture of some and some iconic soundtracks here or there uh so that's kind of what i think about it you could intersperse it a lot better than what they did in that game but uh anyone else want to sort of talk about final preambles for re4 or anything else they want to bring up before we do outros uh, I don't know. I don't think I have any. Yeah, I can't recall anything else I want to um One final call out that the Nuvo sucks. Yep, that's true, man. Capcom and the Nuvo games do not mix. You know what? I, I, I got the last portion that someone brought up, but I think it was like overshadowed by the soundtrack talk. Uh, What are your thoughts on the new death scenes? Anyone who has seen them? Uh, most of them, like this is just an RE4 issue in general. Most of them are kind of pretty mid in contrast to the, the vanilla i'm sorry not vanilla, the original um game because capcom did not hold back at all with the death scenes of that game oh i can tell you now yes obviously the remake or just modern you know death scenes in general for Resident Evil are more detailed because of the polygons and all the other minutiae right but just the um the expression of actually someone getting dismembered like hardcore that is gone like Resident Evil, Resident Evil did not have a super gory death scene in a long time since Resident Evil Seven, I would say. And Four definitely tones toned it up in contrast to the previous games like Three, Eight, and uh, RE Two. But yeah, it's the death scenes are still kind of not 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 satisfying to look at, I should say, right? <laughs> yeah. I I'm surprised they say, didn't. They kind of took the laser scene and and they didn't go all the way with it. I was kind of shocked by that. Yeah, it's like that was just a disappointment, mm. right there. 
I don't think I've seen well, it. The monster technically gets it. It's just that it's implied with Ada when you do get it with her. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, though. You get it with the monster, just not the character you, you, um, you're playing as. So you don't... It doesn't have the same mm. impact. Eh, I beg to defer. I really liked how they did it. It's just like the silent her gasping for last breath as you just see the red line going through. I was like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. It's just the subtle... It's just... You know what happens. It's just that they're just showing the like intense moment of her literally drawing her last breath and he's like, you know what happens. Dude, they should have they should have did it because it's all reminiscent of the movie anyway, right? So mm -hmm. even if they wanted to do the cutaway, they could have did it the same where you know how the cube just sort of formulates into this grid and it slices through the uh team leader and you sort of see it sort of goes off screen but you sort of see the rest of his body like crumble in the cubes a little bit you could tell what happened but you don't see all of it falling to the floor oh, so yeah. Yeah, so I they should have they they should have did it just like that it would have had better impact in my opinion but the other ones are kind of like the one where the creature eats her. I, I thought that was sort of just typical, but fun. I haven't seen any of the other ones like U uh, three where he kills her. I kind of forgot. I think he just eats off her head, which is common. Same for El Gigante. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's just sort of some of them are there. I think the most brutal one is the one where she dies to the little fan machine. I'm not sure if people saw that where like she sort of gets, drill yeah she gets drilled and it's just a lot of blood <laughs> she tries everywhere. to parry it she tries she to tries parry the drill <laughs> parry the yeah. drill is like oh well i'm fucked down i just have to sit in this wall and take it so that's it yeah. that is literally I mean, the be coolest what are, funniest death scene yeah, yeah that's that's true it's gonna be what it is but still yeah I mean, to be fair, though, it's also, like, there's only such go, like, after some of that baby shit from Village, like, I don't really think you can top any of that. So, at this point, you just, what you get Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, So, I think that's it for this podcast. Uh, we're going to start doing outros and wrapping up here. Austin, where can we find you on social media? Alrighty, you can find me on Twitter under the same username as AK Austin. You can find me on Twitch under the same name as AK Austin TTV. I plan, I actually have uh, the end of this month for Halloween, I'm going to be streaming Resident Evils for two days straight, going through one, from technically zero to six and seven. I have planned. I don't know how I'm going to do it in two days, but we'll see. But yeah, I thank you, you for having me. <laughs> thank you for having me everybody uh, it was great uh, I really enjoyed it it went a lot longer than I thought but I'm still here so the ends justify yeah, the means thank you all for <laughs> <laughs> the ends justify the means and I'll see you guys next time alright Shadow it is your turn where can we find you buddy uh, yeah I'm on YouTube Blackscale993 also twitchblack underscore shadow underscore 993 um as far as youtube wise concerned uh, we're currently playing through uh the last of us part two for the first time um which has been slightly halted by a couple of projects i've had ongoing uh, but it's been all right so far um but i'm also doing work as well on another channel called hidden assets uh, which is involved doing board gaming specifically with doing imperium um and in particular like a couple weeks ago i said i was uh, at uh, a private event in uh, north carolina um with uh, the developers 
uh, for a new type for a new version of the game coming out. Uh, and also, yeah, Jimmy Donaldson, a Mr. Beast, got to play some games of him, uh, which was pretty cool. We were really well treated the whole week, and uh, we hope to do more stuff for that. Brandon, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on Ring's basement, locked up. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was just vicious rumors. <laughs> vicious rumors? I'm kept down here simply for recording purposes. Let me out. Yep. Let me out. <laughs> I'm sick of playing Resident Evil. I mean, we were wondering on the origins of the test subject. Oh, well, I mean, that's, no. also, that's also funny. Jesus. I mean, they did say Mystery the test subject did have uh, a mental problem, so it makes it makes a lot of sense. Jesus yeah, Christ. All right, you can find me on Twitter at Immortal Brendel. I have a link to my bio somewhere. Look for it. You can see all the situations. Uh, everyone else is on your goddamn business, so leave me alone. All right. And Delusion, where can we find you, buddy? You could find me at Enderlution on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Next week, I will be playing Spider-Man 2. I'm, I'm hoping so. I already got the 19 inches of... Okay, so yeah. Just want to replay the first one, and I will be playing Spider-Man 2 next week. Hopefully. All right, uh, you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative. I've been playing Spider-Man 2, and uh, I have been really, really enjoying that game for the live stream. So uh, I would say, you know, you can find me there. Come check it out as I beat up bad guys with the alien symbiote. And I have 19 inches of venom packing it and, and beating people uh -oh. with 19 inches. Uh, Jesus Christ, relax. Oh, that's a, that's a lot of meat to beat, so I, I'm gonna get through it eventually. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you can find my link tree on Twitter at rentoperative underscore or you know affiliations here, infinite ammo, all that stuff. You know, I'm not a hard man to find. Gaming fan, where can we find you, buddy? You can find me whoever has a PS5 that I could steal because I want to play that crap so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just uh, the gaming fan on YouTube, horror-focused gaming channel. Uh, I have no particular plans. Just ignore me. That's it. That's all you got. Hey, man. Well, you know, it was good having you on this podcast. Good having everybody. Uh, good discussions all around on RE. And honestly, it's going to be quite interesting to see what the future holds from here. Uh, I know other horror games are coming out, like Alan Wake 2. Looking forward to that. So... Till then, you will see us on the flip side. When there's more RE information, we'll be here talking about it. So we will see you guys next time. Later. Yeet. Bert. Fuck off. <laughs> Make me. <laughs>